Disney Disney owns like all the rights to like Foxes. Oh, movies. It, which is funny because now we watch Ice Age. Yeah, so we watched yeah. Ice Age. But that's the funny part is that I didn't know that Ice Age was made by Fox Animation or whatever, right? So I'm what I turn I search on my Google TV or whatever. I'm like, where's Ice Age at? And they're all on Disney Plus. I'm like, why is it on Disney Plus? That was like a DreamWorks thing or like a like a Sky Animate whatever you know. Blue Sky. Yeah, Blue, blue sky. sky. Sorry, mm-hmm. my bad. The first put Blue some Sky movie. On, put some yeah. respect on Blue Sky Animation. Um, but no, I thought it was like one of those other random studios because I don't mm-hmm. wasn't paying attention. I'm like, oh, they own Ice Age too. And that's one of those things where like this and is... three and four and five and three four and five yes. <laughs> yeah and and um, is there like a show is that was that there's Scrat's Tales and well no no there was the there was the guy from Ice Age, from Ice Age three there is a there is a like a weasel ferret guy with an eye patch oh the Buck Wild right? Buck yeah 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 that's and, Simon Pegg uh, right 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 okay. um, yeah. so he has a thing also he has a show or like a uh, he like had a movie, movie last year oh it's a movie yeah. Wow, okay, yeah, so, okay, so that makes sense now. But yeah, he was in Ice Age 3, and that's how you're introduced to him, um, if we're getting into the lore of, of the Ice Age. Yeah. Well, before, before we get too deep into the <laughs> Yeah, Ice should we Age start universe, the show? I mean, should we introduce the podcast? Well, yes, hello, welcome to 2002 A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I am one of your hosts, I'm Andrew. I'm Dan. And we are back. And uh, we are continuing to do what we do on this show, which is work our way through the entire theatrical movie release calendar of the year 2002 in chronological order. And uh, this episode is the second of four episodes where we'll, we'll be talking about the movies released on Friday, March 15th, 2002. We're recording this on uh, Thursday, uh-huh. March 23rd so march 23rd 2023 2023 yeah yeah so we're 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 about a week week out of the uh anniversary anniversary which we were recording our last episode harrison's flowers on the anniversary yeah we did yeah which we didn't even realize that until like the end of the the end we were like oh this is 21 years the date (laughs) yeah yeah so the last episode uh we talked about the war drama Harrison's Flowers, starring Andy McDowell and David... Str- Uh-oh, Dan fell asleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. I encourage anybody who listens to the show to check that episode out, even though I can almost guarantee that you've never heard of that movie. <laughs> yeah. 100% guarantee <laughs> yeah. that you've never heard of that movie. Yeah, that's uh, a solid bet. But uh, th- this episode, we're talking about a pretty big film, a movie that... We are, and you, you want to, it's my first time, it was my first time seeing this. Wow. Okay. I didn't see this in theaters when uh, it came out. Yeah, I mean, we usually get to this part a little later where we talk about if we saw it in theaters, but I saw this in theaters too, but I, you know, went decades without seeing it, but I've now seen it probably like eight times because I have a three-year-old. Awesome. Who enjoyed the movie so much he wanted to keep watching it. I could probably watch it with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you babysit. I could. <clears throat> yeah, so this big movie uh, spawned a franchise, one of the biggest money makers of O2 for sure. I think it's in the top 10 for the biggest grossing movies of the year. 
But uh, we do have a guest here. This is uh, his first time on this show. Oh, yeah. Never been on this before. Green. Uh, he sees a lot of movies. I do see a lot of movies. Isaiah Matthew Jackson is here. That's right. Hey, man. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for Thank coming to the shed. And... Th- thanks for having me. Oh, by the way, wha- uh, what's the movie we're talking about? We're talking about Ice Age. Yeah. I hope you know that we're going to be here for a long time. Oh, yeah. Because we're just starting now. No, that's all right. I brought my trail mix. I'm, I'm prepared it's, been to be... long, it's been a long day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared to be deathly hungry for, for the remainder yeah. of this time. I'm, I'm, I'm just prepared for it. I have a doctor's appointment in the morning. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I canceled a, a, a shoot, a, a job shoot, like a video shoot, because I thought this was tomorrow. So I just said, they asked me if I could do a shoot on very short notice, and I said, I have a doctor's appointment in the morning, and I, I didn't say the podcast, but I was like, but I also have the podcast, and I said I would do that. And I told him no. <laughs> and then this, when you texted me, are we still good? I sent them a text like, do you guys still need that videographer? And they just haven't got back to me. So, yeah, you had an Ice Age podcast to record. I had an Ice Age podcast to record. So I told them this is a serious matter. They actually told me they'd pay me for because you know, they wanted yeah, to make sure I mean, I that's, to record. That's anymore. a great service that yeah, you're providing. Exactly. Because yeah. they're like, well, I actually just need to know. I need to know what you think of Ice Ages 1, 2, and 3. Well, I mean, the official assignment is just the first one. But but, I, but being an overachiever and having nothing to do for some reason, and even not even that's not true. I had things to do, but at having to procrastinate because I need to procrastinate. Um, I watched all three of these movies, yeah. all three of the first the first three movies because there are ninety thousand of them. Yeah, I watched the first three in one night. Wow. Um, perfect, perfect way. To one use. night. That's like well, I was gonna say that's nine hours, it's but these movies not, are short. That's like probably like it's probably yeah, like four hours and minutes. Yeah, it was, it was ten minutes. Long. I watched the first two back to back, and then I got up and acted like I was gonna do something else, and then didn't, and then just yeah. watched the third one. Yeah, because I texted you after when I put the second one, and I texted you, and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go on a number two right now, and then I finished that one, and then the, we were, the second film. Yeah, I'm gonna go on yeah. a number two. You weren't. Texting from the there bathroom. Was, no, there was a shit in there during the mm-hmm. movie, probably. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there. I texted you, being like, I'm about to go on on number two. Yeah. And then, uh, I think I finished it up when we were texting about like, hey, where's number three at? And we we're like, well, it's it's nowhere. We can't do it. And it was on Stars, which I for some reason have a subscription to on YouTube TV, which mm-hmm. I didn't even notice. So I just went, oh, I could. I I have the privilege <laughs> of being the only guy to watch oh, Ice Age Three. Hey, there's some good stuff on Stars every once in a while. No, no, actually, no. Legitimately, there is yeah a a good movie on Stars. If you want to watch like like forgotten, um, like uh, uh, not even forgotten, just like movies that you could probably watch on Disney Plus, um, because for some reason they have some Marvel movies on there, and then otherwise you have like The Amazing Spider-Man Two mm. <laughs> for some reason. Which don't ask me why I've watched that. Like it's a good going to bed movie for me, so mm-hmm. that's that's one that's that I. The Jamie Fox one. That is the Jamie. That's the tooth. Is that the one with coming together? Paul Giamatti. Yeah, that's man. The... Oscar. Never Oscar, saw it. Oscar winner. Uh, was he winner or nominee? Oh, uh, Giamatti has nominee. been nominated. Oscar nominee, giving yeah. his best performance as the Rhino. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's great. It's a good time. Uh, but yeah, no, watched all three of those. Um, and I think I was, I was like playing a video game while I was watching, um, <laughs> Ice Age. Does that mean you have two TVs? Uh, no, I was at my monitor. I was at my computer. Oh, got I was it, watching got the it. third one. Um, and I was like, I had my second monitor up and I was like, I'll just throw Ice Age 3 on this. And then, uh, yeah, I had to, exp- I had to explain to my mom who called me for just, like, we had a really long conversation just while I was doing all this crap. 
Mm-hmm. So I had like Ice Age three on, and uh, I had to explain to her like I you know she's like what did you do I was like I I watched all the Ice Age movies yeah so that's what I did with all my time <clears throat> I hope yeah you're proud hey speaking of Paul Giamatti real quick sure uh, so I did I just wanted to look it up and he is just a nominee right uh, yeah do you know what he's nominated for can I guess yeah I'd love to hear your guess because I, I I would not have gotten uh, I think I know but uh, go is ahead it sideways. No, oh. I would have uh, guessed. I thought it was Cinderella Man. It's Cinderella. Man. Yeah, I would have guessed Wait, either Sideways whoa, or Dude, I forgot or, uh, that movie how the Harvey P. Carr one. Oh, that's honestly, man, I love that movie. I would have figured that was a uh, indie spirit. That's what oh, I mean, that for sure got an IFC award. Yeah, because that movie's actually really fun. American Splendor is a good movie that I forget about all the time. Yeah, what's the good one? I don't Spender think Spender. it's a duo, right? It's a team. I don't think they ever made any. Uh, well, maybe they made something. I want to but... say they did like one other movie, I... um, and it was like, okay, they've done like episodes of uh, Succession. Oh, okay. recently. That's cool, um, I guess I like Succession. They've done a lot of TV and stuff, uh, but yeah, I think the the weirdly the movie they did after that was uh, the Nanny Diaries. Oh. Scarlett Johansson from oh, yeah. 2007. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, but anyway, uh, sometimes when we're, when we're doing movie night, we try and guess the top four mm-hmm. of an actor's IMDb. So, uh, Paul Giamatti has a weird, kind of a weird top four. Yeah. I think it's got like two movies you would really expect and then two movies you maybe forgot he was even in. Okay. Uh, so, well, Sideways. Yeah. Sideways there. Cinderella Man? Cinderella Man. Oh, okay. Well, then at that point. Uh, um, and then. I'll, oh, I'll, Planet of the Apes. I'll, no, I'll spoil okay. one. It's American Splendor because we were just talking oh, about it. Oh, okay. yeah. But the fourth well, that's one. Good. That's good. The fourth one is, like, not a movie that I. I just like, huh? Mm, the gr- was he in The Grinch as, like, a character? No. 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 I'm thinking Planet of the there. Apes. This was a serious movie, like an Oscar contender. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is it? A, is it? A, did it come out after um, um, uh, two thousand and ten? Yes. Is it Twelve Years a Slave? It's Twelve Years. Oh a slave. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, he was he was uh, he was a slave trigger in that movie, and mm-hmm. I remember him popping up and being like, "Hey, guy," and then he was gone. Yeah, yeah. He but was. Like, he's not. Yeah, he's not like one of the leads or anything in that. No, I kind of. I saw that movie and I kind of forgot he was in it. I mean, Brad Pitt's uh, in it for like a second. Yeah, and I don't know why. the good white guy. Yeah, obviously. I mean, if you're going to cast Brad Pitt, you better not put him <laughs> He in produced that movie, right? Oh, yeah. So he was probably like... It's one of those All right, well, and he's the character I'm playing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you okay. guys don't have anybody to cast as a good white guy? Um, what about yeah. me? I think he'd act like Brad Pitt, too. Because yeah, he, he just seems like Brad Pitt in that movie just got transplanted <laughs> to yeah. that time period. He goes, he goes, oh, I'm Canadian. I'm actually... My, my hands are... My blood... I have no blood on my hands from this. <laughs> and he does all the Brad Pitt stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, eating too yeah. much. Scratching. No, his... he doesn't. He has a chunk of wheat in his mouth or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's just, he's just <laughs> chewing on a something. Wheat straw, yeah, yeah, he's just sucking yeah. on that wheat. Yeah. Mouth's got to be moving something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Ice Age is the movie we're talking about. Right, yeah. Yeah. Wait, is Paul G. Money in Ice Age? Did that. Uh, he no, is not no. in the first one, and I'm pretty sure he's not in any of them. Oh, okay. Unless so, he's in the third one, because I have never seen the third I one. I don't think he is. I just, for some reason, uh, there's so many people in this movie that, like, I didn't know. Like, Jack Black is in Ice Age 1. The first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't, 
He's again because I you it's have to re- loaded. you have to read the cast yeah you have to reorient like yourself you know who else is in it um, oh okay. Diedrich Bader yes Diedrich Bader yeah <laughs> <laughs> but character actor um um from uh, he was most, most recently I think of him in, in uh, Barry um uh but he's uh the, the the most obvious one is he's um uh Milton from Office. oh yeah Stephen Root Stephen is Root. yeah he's uh, in that he's one of the rhinos exactly in, yeah. uh, oh and, and him and Cedric the exactly him and Cedric yeah, the yeah they're they're is, they play Carl and Frank exactly which is the most random. Thing. It's a weird pairing. Why yeah. didn't Carl and Frank get their own uh, series? Uh, they should have because yeah. you know, as as a as a uh, uh, homosexual rhino couple. I mean, I I watched that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, which is which is a funny. I, I just thought that was random because I like was listening to their voice. I was like, I know you casted these two guys as the guys mm-hmm. to to go off of each other. I wonder if they were in the same like if they were there together when they recorded there. I mean, they could have fooled me. Their chemistry. Because Stephen Root was definitely doing something. Yeah. Like he, he was, was. He was. He was doing. A, he ruined our salad. Yeah. That's again. There. <laughs> we could talk about how iconic some of the bits in this movie are. I'm, I got to be honest. I will say that the opening of Ice Age One is akin to the opening of Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. Fight me. Wow. That's wow. that is how iconic that the opening of Ice Age One is. It right. as a short film, flawless. Absolutely flawed. Well, that uh, and then that was a short. That was played before other movies. Yes. Well, right. Yeah, that's how you. That's how uh, that movie. No, was. I. I don't think it was. I think that was it. Not. No, the opening. The opening scene. Uh, at least it was, it was split up. Thing. It was split up. I think that that uh, that whole opening was just so well known because it was the trailer for Ice Age. No, that's what we're saying. It was. It was played before oh. other movies. So that was just yeah no no trailer? it was the, it was the Ice Age trailer yeah that's that's what I remember I remember seeing the Ice Age trailer and that was the that was the yeah. thing I saw and I remember being uh, like this is great it feels a little longer than a normal trailer though right uh, well, no it's it's not the whole thing it's split up okay. it's like sequences of it, it it's like and then it gets to when he gets stomped on and it comes up and it's Ice Age yeah uh, I was gonna get into this when we talked about like when we you know first saw this movie but. Uh, like, the main reason I saw this movie in theaters is because that trailer was huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, we were seeing a lot of movies at that time. Mm-hmm. And every time that trailer would come on, like, the audience would get, like, excited because they just played it, like, all the time. And it was, like, a short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that probably is why that movie did so well, is because that trailer just became I mean, it feels kind of like Pixar shorts that they right. show before yeah. Pixar. And I, yeah. and I mean, I would love to talk. Cause this, oh man, this is what I wish. I wish I had my notes rather than just kept them on my computer. But the, I wanted. I I've had this. I've thought about this forever, and I've never really had an outlet to like just discuss it. But Scrat is the the um, what what is the what would be the word um, the initial like uh, what would you call it the the character created to sell a toy like there's a direct line from scrat to like grogu in the mandalorian Mm -hmm. and it starts with scrat like as far as characters that were made as like things that aren't plot they're not characters in the movie really but they are things that you merchandise to get people to a marketing opportunity exactly that's what scrat Mm -hmm. is and you could take from 2002 scrat in ice age going Mm -hmm. to like minions the 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 whatever things in Star Wars that they make all the goddamn time because you might say that like the Ewoks were that but I think that Scrat being like like made for that purpose like that is what he is he's just a cute thing that they put in a movie to like sell the thing 
I think that that's what that that he is like as far as like a singular thing, or at least a resurgence of that. Because I don't know if between Ewoks and him, I don't know what that is, but like him going forward, like the minions and crap. I think that's what that is. I think that he spawns that, like initially afterwards. Like Disney's like, we should just be doing this in every single movie, mm-hmm. which they do. They like do in every movie. If you've ever any Disney movie and animated film, or even any Disney movie, it just doesn't really matter. Has that now? Has little guy, who's who has a squeaky little voice or has like a serious voice? Like it really doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. You can do it in live action Star Wars. Exactly, right? Babu Frick in the, in the last yeah. Star Wars. And Babu Frick <laughs> is also in. I have no idea what you're talking about. It doesn't about matter. Yeah, you never saw He's that a little movie. guy. He's a little guy, and that's all you need to know. He's a little guy. Yeah. And then they make like toys and shit. <laughs> exactly. Everybody yeah. goes, "Hey, he's a little guy." Yeah. That's really all that it's for. Because yeah. like Scrat is that. Every time I see Scrat in the movie, I go, "Hey." <laughs> you know because he is yes. I'm gonna have a fun time with Scratch on screen you know yeah and I do I'm not gonna lie granted with Ice Age even just watching it this time I had a I laughed way more than maybe I I have any right to as an adult person in there I mean that's okay yeah I know it is my three year old thought it was hilarious exactly but I am 27 I oh. laughed <laughs> I laughed I laughed harder than I expected at like one I would say one part. What was okay. it that you laughed at, actually? Uh, when John Leguizamo spikes the one water. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> After doing the, the like, football scene? Yeah. yeah. And, I thought that was pretty good. No, I was like, good. okay, that's funny. It's and, good. It's a good And day. Dennis Larry's like, ah, Sid! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've... In the last like week, I've watched that movie five times because yeah. it was such a hit in my household. Yeah. It was, <laughs> so it was selling tickets in your house. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Okay. Well, we don't have to dive right into Ice Age. We can... I Go ahead. Chill out? We can, that... Oh, yeah, chill out. Right. Did okay. you coin that term? No, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, well, I don't... I was going to say, I don't have a whole lot to talk about because I... we haven't watched much since yeah. we recorded Harrison's Flowers. But, Isaiah, what have you been watching lately? Oh, yeah. crap. Um, in, in, our, in, our, in our section of Chill Out TM... Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so, I mean, recently relative to the most relevant thing to talk about would be like I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp and that was um, no worse or better than any other Marvel movie you'd watch I don't know why more people hate it than other people it's one of those things where like I watched the movie and went what's the difference like what did you guys see that was not here before you know what I mean Um, and then I watched uh, BBC or Billionaire Boys Club for short Uh, (laughs) it's like Ansel Elgort with Kevin Spacey and yeah uh, uh, otherwise known as uh, Christopher Plummer, um, mm. and uh, the other guy, uh, Taron Egerton. Mm, yeah, yeah that right. that movie um, was bad. It was it was such a nothing burger movie. I don't even understand. Like, I'm glad that that era is gone of um, post Wolf of Wall Street movies. Oh, I love the like rip the, off the Wolf of Wall the Street rip off yeah. poster it, for that it movie. Was, it's it so funny. <laughs> I mean, my, like, my so egregious. My yellow rectangle. Yeah. My review of the movie is just like you should have just put the words BBC on the poster with those two boys on it, and it would have more people would have watched it. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it at least uh, would have been a hit online. Yeah, exactly. You could have put that on the on the internet, just blank, and people would have been like, "I wonder what this is," and you know, have it be one ninety nine. Would have made more money opening weekend. Um, I watched Babel for the first time and I have nothing to say about it. Um, Babel? Babel, With, yeah. uh, Brad Pitt? With Brad. The, Brad uh, Pitt. The Inuritu movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, uh, that was a movie. Um, Jockey. It's a very, uh, very 2000, 2007-ass Oh, movie that is there. a very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say 2006. It, oh, is that when that was? I think it was six. It's 2006. Yeah. Um, I watched Jockey. Lost to the Departed. 
Oh yeah. Wait, that was a same. Oh yeah. Well, the part is way better. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So fair. Uh, yeah. Um, man, the Departed. I'm gonna rewatch the part the other night. For, yeah. For just, just Departed rules. Yeah, I, I think that <laughs> I have to rewatch it now, but yeah. Um, I think it probably is still just as good as it. As I no, it, it rules. I rewatched it's it great. like not that like within the last couple of years, and it had been so long since I'd last seen it. That it was like one of those movies that sort of became like, not overrated, but I, where you just kind of like take it for granted. You're just like, oh yeah, the part of that that's pretty good. I, I think I felt that way about like No Country for a minute. Yeah. And then realized that it's just great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love revisiting a movie like that yeah. where you're yeah. just like, oh yeah, I forgot that this movie is actually fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just I, great. There's for really me, I think the epitome of that is Silence of the Lambs. Like that's mm-hmm. the movie that defines that. Yeah, well, that's that's a movie that's very easy to pigeonhole. It's yeah, like, because oh, it was is... so parodied, and yeah. you know, uh, but it's like a flawless movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I've never had a saw. I've never had a really big spot for Silence of the Lambs, but that's mostly because I think I've really only seen it once in in its totality in one sitting, mm-hmm. like one time. Yeah. But I'll give that a rewatch. I, I probably should. I know my yeah. Movie. I was I was pretty blown away the last time I rewatched Silence of the Lambs a couple yeah. of years ago, because that was a movie that had been a really long time since I'd seen, and that was a movie that I remember thinking, oh yeah, you know it's yeah it's good or whatever. You know everyone loved it at the time and it was a big deal mm-hmm. based on a fucking you know airport paperback right ass novel and and then. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, fuck, this is a masterpiece, actually. It's like yeah. one of the best directed movies I've ever seen. Yeah, you have no right to be this good movie. Mm-hmm. One of those kind of things. Uh, that, yeah, that's, a, that's one of those things that I, I, I like movies like that where you're watching and you're like, yeah, I don't think you have any right to be this good, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You deserve to be a little worse, mm-hmm. uh, and you probably should be, but you're not, and that's really nice. Yeah. And the other movie I would put on that list, just because it became so part of the, you know, the cultural moment, uh... For a long time, actually, is Austin Powers. Yeah, Austin okay. Powers is great. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't, man. Okay, still very. Fun. I was, I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to Dan while you were in the bathroom about um, how uh, I, if I watch one movie in a series, I usually this has just been a trend recently, as I'll just watch the whole series. Mm-hmm. And I recently watched um, Rocky, and I'm probably going to watch the rest of the series. And then I watched all. Are of, you Are you going into the Creeds? Um, Probably, probably, yeah. just because it just gives me more content to put, mm-hmm. to watch, to put in my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I rewatched like uh like the Mummy series, and I'll I guess I could probably put Austin Powers on that list because I know I'm gonna do Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean. Um, I'm gonna do that. I say Caribbean. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna do the Pirates movies, even though. I'm pretty Oof. sure that here's what I will say: the first one, I, all of them. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I might stop at three, but all I know is that I said I'd watch them. Tides. And knowing myself, I don't know. How I'd to, stop at two. I don't know how to stop myself. I just don't. I like. I'm one of those people who's like, but I gotta. But I gotta. I just have to. Yeah. Well, so, I did that with the Meet the Parents trilogy. <laughs> a couple but you hold ago. those in pretty high regard. No, I hold the first one in high regard. Is that Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, and, and then and Little Fockers? Little Fockers. Little Fockers was a movie I did not think I was going to watch, and then I ended up just, just getting bored one night, and I was like, "All right, well, so <laughs> yeah." Boredom, boredom is the is the death is the death spell. It, it'll do it. I mean, me. and that was that was 
quarantine era oh, of man. pandemic, so it's like, well, <clears throat> yeah. what the hell else am I going to do? Yeah. No. I okay, don't. well, so what's your mummy rankings? Oh, mummy rankings is one, two, three. That's it. In it's order? Good, it goes okay, like that. Because yeah. uh, mummy one is where, genuinely... What about, what about Scorpion uh, King? Did you watch that? I haven't seen... No, I haven't watched... I've, I've watched The Scorpion King back when it came out because I was like, I love the Mummy movie. 2002 movie. Yeah. Um, but I think that... I don't think I could watch... Because they went like... Scorpion King was um, was Dwayne and mm-hmm. then it turned... It was it was Rock the Dwayne Johnson and then it was... <laughs> you uh, mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No, it was Rock the Dwayne Rock Johnson. The Dwayne. He, Rock wasn't, the Dwayne. he wasn't Dwayne the Rock Johnson yet. <laughs> that sounds like an... Like an MTV voting game. Yeah. Rock the Do you smell what the Dwayne is cooking? No, it is. He was Rock the Dwayne. Hey, you should just go time. by your uh, legal name, Rock. Rock. That's, really, that's much cooler than the Dwayne. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the Dwayne. <laughs> so, so it was him, and then it was Ron Perlman, and then it was like a different wrestler. I was probably like, uh, man, I remember that guy's name, but now I'm not. I'm blanking on it. Scott Atkins or something? It was one no, of those Scott Atkins. Was he a wrestler? I thought he was just like... No, no, I'm just thinking of guys who were in those types of movies. Scott Atkins Tyler is just Bain. like the king of DTV at that yeah. time. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I hadn't seen anything past that first Scorpion King movie. Um, but I, I don't mean, remember anything about that Scorpion King movie. Because all that I know is that I, I mix up the ending of that movie with the ending of Troy. Mm-hmm. Where Troy gets shot with the arrows by Orlando Bloom, yeah. and I keep thinking that, that happens to Scorpion King at the end of Scorpion <laughs> King, but I doesn't. It does, he doesn't get shot with an arrow by Orlando Bloom, um, but uh, uh, yeah. So I think that the ratings for the movies are just like progressively worse, and I think that like by the third movie, it's one of those things where it it's so like it everything you liked about the first Mummy movie is just absent, other than Brendan Fraser, like. That's it. Like that's the only thing that's left. There's no. There's the mummy doesn't have a character. The henchmen don't have character. The story isn't like, even like particularly linear. It's like just one of those things where like we go here because we have to go here, and not and and not like something that explains it to you either. It's just like we're going here because obviously we need to go here. It's it's one of those things where you're just like wait why wait I didn't know that. Whereas in the first mummy movie. You can follow it with them as opposed to you're with a bunch of people who know a thing already and like aren't learning anything. They're just kind of like, this is just where you go. Uh, but that progressively gets worse as the Mummy movies go along. But the first Mummy movie I think is just great. I think it's no, the just first movie's good. legitimately yeah. a great Yeah. Film. I think now most people like it's been pretty really good. like the first Mummy movie. I miss Mummy it. Movie. I miss yeah. whatever that... Actually, I don't think there's really anything that's like that movie, to be totally honest. Like in that, in that era, I don't think that there's another movie that is that type of camp that does it so successfully i just don't i don't i can't even think of uh if i had to think of shit i mean what's that what the phantom that's garbage um billy uh, zane he's a cool dude yeah who i always get mixed up with arnold Boslow. i get billy yeah zane, i think most course, people do mixed yeah. up all the time yeah I, i'd always be like which one of them is in that movie yeah um, some, it, uh, of the, uh, some of the best bad cgi of all time in mummy returns so oh yeah the end of that scorpion movie, king scorpion king at the end of mummy returns is truly some of the funniest which, which bad is CGI. which is funny because it, it having rewatched it recently like you're looking at that movie now and i look at that movie and go i mean look it's like it's a step up from lawnmower man but like that's it like that's as far as you can get as far as praise goes but once you know it's coming and you're just watching the movie, the sequence is fine. Like, it's... Well, 
It's actually just a fine sequence. I I prefer CGI that looks so bad <laughs> because it has like a level of charm to it. Well, that's like, what the I'm way, saying. Yeah, it's at that point when I know it's coming and I just look at it. And yeah. I go, oh yes, I'm just yeah. rubbing my hands together like yeah, yeah, give it to me, right? You know, as opposed to that like that like level of passable CGI that like everything. Well, that's like yeah. Marvel yeah. movies now. It yeah, just makes exactly. you you just watch it go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes your eyes glaze over. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you're like, oh, that's not really there. You don't know what you're looking at. You know. Yeah, this was shot in a parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's yeah. walking around because again, yeah, acting is acting today in those movies is just like act like you see things, so it doesn't really matter. But right. but yeah, at that point when I'm watching that movie, like there's sequence like I will remember infinitely more everything from the Mummy. And like the Mummy Returns, then I will in like any Marvel movie within the past like ten issues. Definitely, oh, that's I mean, just. I, I remember going to see the Mummy Returns in theaters vividly, and I don't remember whatever the last Marvel movie I saw <laughs> yeah. in theaters. Yeah, it's so it's an, it's that just, was much more recent. It's an amalgam of like yeah. colors and lights when you're talking about Marvel movies, and and with at least with those movies again, like I think that those movies do camp well. I think that I don't know another movie at like that came out after the Mummy. I think that was the last thing. That where I was like, this this is a type of thing, and it is doing it perfectly. And I I can look at it like that. I don't know another movie that has this trying to be campy. Mm, that I'm looking at post one that I can think of, but it's like a much less successful version is like Van Helsing. Hmm. See, okay, I will I will give you that I liked Van Helsing, but I will say that I don't I think it wasn't as successful because I don't think it does it as well. Because yeah. I think it I think it's stuck between camp and underworld. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of a it's hybrid. In, it's in that Aeon Flux, like I remember Van Helsing being bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very although, bad. Like, I don't, I don't know, because Andrew, I will say this is that I don't uh. know that you have the the type of the type of bad movie that we're talking about. I don't think you have that love in your heart, mm. just in general. I think that you like bad movies from an era, but I think past a point, I don't think it's in your body. Mm. I think I don't think. Well, I would like never want to rewatch uh, like Chronicles of Riddick, dude. For oh example. my god! Okay, hold the fucking phone, dude. Don't be speaking on Chronicles of Riddick like that. All right, I'm gonna come. I'm or uh, what's the, like Ultraviolet? Okay, that's that is ass. That's ass. <laughs> but but yeah, the yeah. Chronicles of Riddick, okay? Terrible. I, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Okay, here's what I will say because we've had this conversation. Did we? Yes, we've had this conversation. Yeah, I I know I've talked about Chronicles of Riddick with you okay, before. Okay, here's what yeah. I'm gonna say. All right, Chronicles of Riddick is one of the last. Like, hold on. No, no, no. Sure. No, hold on. One of the last IPs that did literally anything creative with a budget. That wasn't that wasn't an IP or anything. That's it. Because think about any other. Because Vin Diesel was the only guy. Because I, I don't really yeah, I don't the, really like Vin Diesel as an he's actor. The driving, but he's the only voice. guy who ever did the thing of like I want to create a new IP, and he tried it. Babylon AD sucks. It's a bad movie, mm. but he tried. And I watched that movie recently because I was like, what the hell was this movie? I remember seeing a bunch of trailers back in the day. Yeah. And it came out around my birthday because it was in January and I get shitty movies on my birthday. Which is probably why I like bad movies because I watched like Legion <laughs> on my birthday mm-hmm. and I watched fucking, you know, what's another movie that came out on my birthday that was like ass. Literally anything that, that was ass in like the 2000s mm-hmm. I probably watched on my birthday. The, 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 the thing that I was saying about Vin Diesel with like him being the only dude who like was trying to create IP that was new, which as far as I care about is like the only thing you could do at this point, even if it's schlock, right? He was trying, and he got three of those out. 
And I will say this, it, Chronicles of Riddick aren't great. I'm like as far as like a movie with like a structure. And if you wanted to like teach a class on film, you wouldn't be showing the Chronicles of Riddick. No, <laughs> I, would, I, I would. I would be very intrigued to go to that class. I would teach it. I would, <laughs> I would, I would teach it I'd, proudly if I had to. But I will say that like the Chronicles of Riddick, I think I will to my dying day say that those movies are just as good as like any Marvel movie that's come out in the past ten years. That's what I will say. And if and mm. if I get to say that, then I get to say like, all right, well then I I I don't think that they have any reason to be like ridiculed specifically yeah in 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 relation to any of these other things that get a bunch of money i yeah i don't really care for chronicles of riddick very much That's but I, I also don't don't hold it in like super no low uh, regard i will I say that I, it's still in the I'm, dvd cabinet at my grandmother's house and i will go home and watch it if i'm uh, there because because people like uh i don't know how well it was reviewed critically but riddick uh people liked like, I don't so think it got great someone. review. Uh, yeah, the the Wait, one after Chronicles oh, yeah. of Riddick. No, because that, that one uh, was a fun time, but it was also just kind of a remake of Pitch Black, which mm. is, like, if you're talking... Oh, man, I could get into the lore of... Because I saw Pitch Black <laughs> in theaters and enjoyed yeah, it. I mean, I will say that, like, if you look at the Chronicles of Riddick in relation to those other two movies, because those other two movies are... We're trying to just make a new IP. Mm-hmm. And then, like, entirely disregarding, like, Butcher Bay, which is a video game that was actually good... Mm -hmm. Um, which again is another thing where he was like trying to do things with IP which again is like Mm -hmm. I commend him for that but if you're just looking at that movie he swung for the fences and I just appreciate that that's like the extent of it oh but Diesel's got that in his heart yeah because he He, tried to do like the the witch hunter or whatever mm -hmm. which was his witcher movie Mm -hmm. because he likes all that nerdy crap and I look at it and I go as a person who and I know you don't Mm -hmm. like this genre just which is a whole other conversation but, like, I think that, like, if you're talking about, like, somebody who, if you're, like, a guy who likes D&D or, like, whatever, Final Fantasy or any type of RPG-related thing, fantasy crap, <clears throat> you, you could look at Vin Diesel's output and be like, oh, I get where you're coming from. You're, like, a dude who, like, likes this stuff but, like, probably doesn't have any way of, like, nobody cares in your circle. So you're mm-hmm. just trying to, like, get this thing to be made so people care. You know, well, because all of his successful ones were like Fast and Furious, which is not mm-hmm. like he's. If you look at like this, other oh, stuff Vin Diesel made, movies, you yeah. Mean. If you look at the other stuff Vin Diesel makes, like they're they're not that they're not Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Even even the Triple X movies, which were the same type of thing, those movies are clearly like those will be successful. And these other movies that he tries to make around them, like uh, what was that other movie that came out, like Blood something. Blood Rage, I don't fucking know, but like he made a movie. Oh, a Man Apart. <laughs> no, uh, the one people. Oh, people uh, really. Bloodshot. 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 Yeah. These are all things that like that was an IP before. That, that was, was a quarantine comic. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I never, I haven't watched that one. But either way, like Vin Diesel, I would, I would argue it has, has, and I'm trying not to be pretentious here. I'm trying to say like I think that it's gatekeepy to think that what he's doing or has done is any different than like like any other like director trying to like make a thing i think that like legitimately all or like an actor who can like oversee like tom cruise exactly like i think that like if you look at tom cruise movies and go like tom cruise is making movies it's like no i i think that if you look at vin diesel as like one of those guys i think that he's the most admirable out of all of them he's the only dude who's like trying anything different and even if he fucking fails and he's annoying which he is like he's trying and that's where i that's where i exactly that's that's where i go like 
Yeah, it's he's not he's not winning, but he you know yeah. I would take him over Tom Cruise out of any day of the week. Yeah. Well, well we saw we saw Babylon Babies in theaters. Babylon AD. Well, I always call it Babylon Babies because that was like the book it was based on. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I always thought it was funny that they like didn't. Well, obviously they wouldn't call it Babylon Babies because that's too funny. But yeah. also they might mix it up with the uh, Pacifier sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, Babylon Babies is the prequel. Yeah. Um, I actually don't remember it at all. So I mean, I'll, uh, I'll take remember, your word I for it. Remember, if, if I do remember. I do remember the plot of this movie because I recently watched it. And if we're just putting a through line through all this is like the mummy the last mummy movie has michelle yo babylon ad has michelle yo um mm-hmm. and then you guys haven't seen everything ever all, all at once which i mean again might want to call your racist racism officer <laughs> on speed dial ask him if that's racist or not but you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. go see that movie michelle yo is great she is great. yeah she's awesome super cop um but uh, yeah but again yeah like, tomorrow never dies yeah uh <laughs> but yeah babylon ad i mean that was my first introduction to well, no, I I remember Supercop prior to Tomorrow Never Dies, but uh, Tomorrow Never Dies is the first thing I remember like saying like, oh, that's Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I think the first time I don't know the first time I saw Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I mean, I definitely saw Tomorrow Never Dies, but I would say the more I sort of knew who Michelle Yeoh was as like a person mm-hmm. was probably Crouching Crouching Tiger. Tiger yeah. Oh wait, no, was, that would Crouching be Tiger. Yeah, was, that would be the first time I, I yeah. saw her in anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I just. Purchase selling 4K for like seven bucks. Was she yeah. a hero? Uh, no. Oh, I like hero. <laughs> no, but um, what's her name from Crouching Tiger? Not Michelle Yeoh. Is it from Jean- Rush Hour Two? Zhang Ji Yi. Is that her name? Is she the other? Because per- I remember the poster. She's in that movie. It's like it's Jet Li and, and one of the women. In that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Ji Zhang. Yeah, mm-hmm. she. So she's in Crouching Tiger, and Hero. When did Hero come out? Oh, four. Here, anyways. Oh. Yeah, two thousand two on the internet, but we won't. We won't. Well, I mean, well, uh, for our Odyssey, we only do uh, movies that got released here in the United States. States. I'm, again, I'm gonna have to call your race officer on that. I want to call him. I want to call him. Well, well, we're not. I think we're gonna do. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna do like a commonly referred to as yeah. 2002 movies. Because uh, there's series. movies commonly referred to as 2002. Yeah. Because yeah, well, so like, when we tell people what we're doing, like people are always like, "Well, what came out in 2002?" Well, and they Google later? it, and they say like 28 days later, which that's, that's like probably the most came out one. here in 03, like the same weekend as Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. I think we're gonna do like maybe like when we get to the end of this whole thing, like a festivals project Festival or like foreign movies. Foreign yeah, movies. like over overseas and over stuff, here stuff where you Google two thousand two movies and it'll yeah. come up as one. I'm just thinking of a snappy title. It. That's all. I was yeah. overseas like, and here. Well, at the time. we got like eight years to figure out the title, <clears> right? Because we're only on series. March. Yeah, because you'll be yeah. in a black hole of. Of March for the next eighteen months or something. <laughs> we're hope... we're making good progress on March so yeah, far. Yeah, I would say we're picking up the pace a little yeah. bit lately. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll we'll f- we'll be done with April by the end of this calendar year. I think. Wow. Or we'll get th- into April, midway maybe. If, you, if the audience can see the look on Dan's face, it was just it was pure dread. I have to say, <laughs> it, was, it was the illustration of pure dread yeah. on Dan's face when. He was I told mean, he I'm just excited to get into some better movies. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, see, I this is where <clears throat> this is where I think it's the more fun, this should be the funnest time 
to talk about films because they're bad. You know, yeah, it's just well, like <clears throat> when I sat down to watch Harrison's Flowers, that was as uninterested in doing this which, podcast which I, as I had felt in a while. This, which is why I offered to watch it because I wanted to do it with Ice Age because it made sense to do what I presumed would be just a snore fest. Yeah, I'd immediately get to talk about the funner thing, which yeah. is all of the Ice Age. And, and, and in a way, that movie did surprise me a little. Yeah, bit. that in my opinion exceeded expectations. Yeah. Harrison's Flowers. Uh, but if you think about it, if we folded Harrison's Flowers into this episode, we'd be here for like three more hours. We could probably just say at the Harrison Flowers point that it was mm-hmm. fine, and then just talk about Ice Age. Because who the fuck wants to hear about Harrison's Flowers? <laughs> well, it, sorry, we, sorry, listener. Who we have a currently... whole we have a whole episode that's actually out now about yeah. it. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Go listen to the previous episode about Harrison's Flowers, which I'm yeah. sure you love. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then come and listen to this one about Ice Age and right. uh, the subsequent movie films. Yeah, pause yeah. and return. Exactly. Take a pause. Go listen yeah. to the Harrison Google Flowers Harrison's episode. Flowers. Figure, figure out, out what, what it is. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Educate yourself on it. They're like, uh, that's, then, that's not a real and movie, right? And then you'll Google it and you'll see 2000. Why are they doing that? <laughs> exactly. Oh, that movie yeah. sat around for two years. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, right on. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to Harrison's Flowers, our episode on it. Right. Um, so you don't have to watch it. Yeah, Dan and I watched two different cuts. Yeah, we discovered that about like mid episode. Mid episode that that we watched two different versions of that movie what? because so like the ver there's a version of that movie that has all these like bizarre like uh, like, interviews, uh, like like documentary sequences like but just documentary but not well like mockumentary but like. Yeah. But, like, pseudo-documentary with, like, Adrian Brody's character. Well, not him. Maybe. No, not Adrian Brody. <laughs> no. uh, just the but. characters in the movie talking to the camera about, like, the events that happen in the movie. That I'm assuming we're in the, like, original, like, French or international yeah, cut. Because Americans will not understand. They would be like, what's the special features doing <laughs> well, in the movie? to be fair to Americans, granted, they're dumb. Um, <laughs> they're but, idiots, but... Uh, but... Harrison's Flowers is not a movie based on a true story. It's right. based on a true war, it's but a it's a war. fake story within that war. So the having those characters do like a documentary style, like, uh, uh, yeah. like sort of like not I don't know, like remembrance of it yeah. is a little strange because that's just gonna make <laughs> Americans <laughs> continue to think, oh, right. this actually happened. Yeah. But, but this, was this an American-based production? French. Uh, it's a French oh, filmmaker. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it's an English-language movie. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that American sounds like actors. a really American-ass thing to do, to be like, this didn't. This this is a fictionalized version of the it thing that really probably happened. had American producers. Uh, I would be surprised. Uh, is that yeah. like, what is it, Andy McDowell? Anyway, yeah, right on. Mm-hmm. We yeah. talked about it for a long time, awesome. more longer than we expected to. Yeah, longer than we expected to, but it was still probably our shortest episode ever. I think. You know, I, it was longer than our very first episode. I looked that up, mm. uh, but uh, so that, it was about the length we should we should shoot for every time. Probably, yeah. It's not going to be the case this time. I can guarantee you. No. no uh, I mean, but. Yeah. Uh, Here's a question, just I know we're like trying to get away from Harrison's Flowers talk, but uh, hmm? the, the movie I say hasn't watched. <laughs> the, the ending to Harrison's Flowers, in the version you saw, yeah. did a voiceover show up out of nowhere? I don't remember. 
Okay, because that's the only. Because <laughs> that uh, because in the version that I saw, there was like uh, like that documentary thing going on throughout the movie, but it ends with like a voiceover from Elias Coteus, and in I the version in the version I saw, it kind of makes sense because of all the documentary footage, but in that version that you saw without that it would just seem like a voiceover popped up at the very end yeah I don't, which is very funny to me <laughs> i i don't think that it has that okay i i don't believe so yeah. i can't check because i rented it on amazon and i only had 48 hours sure. to watch it so yeah awesome. it's gone i should have just paid two dollars more and purchased it right it's 5.99 to oh, own so you can rewatch. yeah i could yeah. i like should have done that but i didn't do it yeah, yeah. It's great that there are just movies you'll never see again. Like you yeah. know, once you watch them, that you'll never watch them again. Yeah, those are that's a great feeling because it's just yeah. a, it's a bit of relief off your shoulder. Like oh, I'm never gonna watch that ever again <laughs> in my life. I'll just never see. Yeah. Clear that exactly. off my plate. Off my yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, that's a. I think man, that'd be a fun. That'd be just a fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, another odyssey you guys can do in 10 years when you're done with this podcast is movies we'll never see again. And you just talk about movies you'll never watch again. Yeah. And you just talk about movies you didn't watch, but you only saw the one time and you have to talk about them like that. You have to try and remember. Exactly. Them. Just <laughs> yeah. terribly inaccurate the whole time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, anything else you've watched recently? Oh, besides... yeah, yeah. yeah. You, the one that you would be interested in is I watched The Boston Strangler, i.e., Bodiac, um, mm-hmm. because it is bar for bar like stealing bars off off the homies paper at you know fuck you in the fucking serial killer in in the studio (laughs) like i i think you should watch it because i think you'd fuck with it but like at the same time it's just so much zodiac it's Mm -hmm. like too much to a degree where i'm like it's good just by by proxy like because you're doing so much of what zodiac is doing who who directed it nobody not not the uh some guy empty man guy no, I don't think so. It's, that was the first thing I thought of because that's the guy that does all the special features for uh, the Fincher movies. That's interesting. Oh, that's another. I didn't. I never watched The Empty Man, but everybody was like, "That movie's actually good." Yeah, people say that. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, no, I just hear it. <clears throat> I hear it's good, and then I never watch because again, horror movies, I just can't. Yeah, or uh, horror like adjacent. No, you're no, not just, a just. Like, okay, because I think that a good horror movie is just a thriller, but that's a whole other... It's just a suspense movie. But, like, that's a whole other conversation. I don't think that there is a really a good... Because I don't think... Oh, God. I don't think that... And this is just my opinion. I'm not saying if you like horror movies that you're, like, a demon. But, like, all that I'm saying is is that when I see a horror movie, everything that I think makes a good horror movie, I think mm-hmm. makes a pretty uncompelling movie. And that's, like, a like you know what I mean? Like, if you're talking about structurally, if you're talking about if I'm watching a film and I'm, like trying to be invested in anything i think that if you're making a good horror film it just turns into a something that would be considered a suspense thriller film and if you're saying why can't it be all three i would say well sometimes there are movies that are just horror movies which are things that are created to scare you and that to me is just not very interesting and that's where i go like if it's just created to scare you i don't think it's doing a very good job of being a movie and so on but anyway Mm. that's that's a whole other topic that that if you disagree with, hey, you're totally normal. Isaiah's horror talk. Yeah, it's totally normal to disagree with that thought, but whatever. Um, what we were talking about was... Um, Movies uh, you saw. Bodiac. Yeah, yeah, saw Boston Bodiac, Strangler. <clears throat> saw Bodiac, and I think that it's good. I think that Keira Knightley is giving a great performance in it, and I actually really liked her in it. It was crazy because she's giving... Uh, I like Keira Knightley. Any other movie... Can you, can you tell me what movie uh, Keira Knightley was in where she had an American accent? 
Oh, the jacket? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, do, you, do you know what the jacket is? I was thinking of the jackal. That's 2006, right? Oh, five, I think. Oh, boy. Or Day of the Jackal? What's the one? No, no, the jacket is... Bruce Willis and... uh... Yeah, the jacket is unrelated to the jackal or Day of the Jackal. Uh, The jacket's a, uh, like, a psychological thriller with our man uh, Adrian Brody uh, and Keira Knightley, where he puts on, like, a straight jacket and travels back in time, right? You and I saw it in theaters. Uh, This is is butterfly effect era right here. It's stinky. I remember that. Um... Uh, does Keira Knightley do an American accent in Seeking a Friend for the End of the World? Oh, that's a movie I actually enjoyed. I forgot that I watched that movie. I Steve Carell? Yeah, I don't remember. Never saw it. I remember the ending. Of the, the reason I think I like that movie so much is because, probably because I have a fascination with the world ending, but specifically because the end of that movie I think is just really nice. I think it's a really nice ending. And mm-hmm. I think I've talked to Dan. I've talked to you, Dan, about how mm-hmm. I really like sincere movies. I like mm-hmm. movies that are not... Mm-hmm trying to be cynical because i feel like every movie these days is just trying way too hard to be cynical because nothing nothing is genuine anymore everything has to end with a joke we both had a shared love of come on come on yeah 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 because i I think that yeah i think that that uh mike uh i was gonna say mills mills nichols mike mills um to me is like one of the only guys currently making like like a movie that i movies that i think are genuine like he's not trying to say he's not trying to be cynical or sarcastic about the things that he's saying in his movies he's just like hey man be like a human or something and that's that's one of those things that i really like but yeah i think that um uh with i forgot how i got here <laughs> i forgot how i got to this part of the talk boston strangler boston strangler yeah yeah um kira uh oh seeking a friend of the end of the world that had i think had a sincere ending and then kira nelly doing an american accent I think that she does a, a she does a really great job in Boston Trangler, and I think that she alone, and Carrie Coon, but she has way less to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think that like Kira Knightley in that movie is her movie, and I think that she does a great job. And not like like Jake Gyllenhaal levels in Zodiac, but if you had to like think of a character, like a literal like this character is this person in this movie, mm-hmm. she is the Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie. And I think that if you're following someone, she's like endearing, and she's just doing a good job. Yeah. I, I like Kira Knightley. I wish she worked more. Yeah, no, that's why I was. Yeah, surprised. she doesn't do a whole lot yeah. these days. She was in this movie, and I went, "Oh, Kira Knightley's in it." And then she was talking like a person from Boston, and I can't grade her Boston accent, but I think that she does a good job just acting in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, I wish she was in more things." And also, she could be an American now. So just <laughs> cast her as yeah, a, yeah she's <laughs> cast her as an American in something. It doesn't matter. She can do yeah. the accent. So, uh, a good cast too, because uh, it's also got uh, our boy Chris Cooper in it. Oh, nice! Yeah. Which I feel like I haven't seen Chris Cooper in. So yeah, he was. Long. He was. He's. He's. All, I mean, everybody in the movie's like doing a good job. I think that. Um, I don't remember the last thing I saw Chris Cooper in either. But I think that this is just to end the the Zodiac connection. Is that I think that um, if you do bingo with things you remember from Zodiac and mm-hmm. just do like this happens in Zodiac, does this happen in in Zodiac? Mm-hmm. Just do that because you'll you'll find a little too many like yeah a, a few too many that i'm like you guys could have done some other things and the problem is also that like it's not as good as zodiac it just isn't yeah which is hard you know you shouldn't expect that from most people but yeah i think that you would enjoy it i would recommend at least andrew and if you like zodiac and you just don't have another movie that's like that for right now go watch mm-hmm. the boxing strangler it's good it's good enough you know? yeah um, but other than that, uh, the only other notable thing that I probably watched was um, I watched Broker, 
mm-hmm. which was the uh, I Creator. See yeah, that. I want to yeah. see that. It's the Creator movie, and I also think that that movie has a very genuine message and, and ending. I think that. Well, I think all of his movies do. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Though, it's just yeah. like if you if you're if you're an audience member and you don't know um, or haven't watched a Creator movie before. Uh, he does that also where his movies are very genuine and they're not being insincere or, or, or sarcastic or whatever they the messaging broker is just kind of nice yeah and it's not very cynical and although yeah it is it does have a deep meaning to it it's still like it doesn't have to be a dick about it yeah. is that streaming somewhere now no I, I think it's in theaters still like not like around here yeah. but like you could travel up to LA I think and yeah. see it I rented it and on that's um, around here yeah <laughs> sure yeah yeah it just he means like in his direct but it, it, it was in yeah. theaters like uh like ago. uh early February yeah yeah um, I think I looked it up recently and it's still like got some show times but not like super local yeah, um, rent it for like, I've rented for like five bucks. Ah. Uh, Dan, anything you've watched recently? Unless you have more to cover. I, I could go on forever. I watched too many movies. <laughs> that was the last one I could think to, to mention. Uh, uh, no, I really haven't. The last could, movie I watched was uh, Icebreaker. <laughs> oh, not Ice Age. No. Uh, well, no. Okay, besides, besides, besides the movie, movie the movie yeah. du jour. Yeah, no. I'm busy with uh, work and getting ready to move and yeah. stuff so i haven't had a lot of time to uh, and having to watch to ice watch age a film. Yeah, yeah i mean i, I fit a ice age in it was fine yeah. i watched it in, fit a good ice age cut in there i yeah. uh you know i had the day off the other day and i woke up got myself a cup mm. of decaf coffee and uh watched ice age yeah in my bed good way to start just, a day. just like a classic 35 year old man on his uh, on his day off move yeah. you know yeah. watching ice age alone I mean, with, with my cat <laughs> dude that's exactly that's exactly yeah. how i say yeah. for me it was my day off and i said i uh, guess i'm just watching this all yeah. three of these in a day yeah so we uh we started uh texting i think about like when we were gonna do this episode mm-hmm. uh about a week ago maybe like eight days ago mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I watched Ice Age one day with my son, who's three, and uh, he really liked it, and uh, it just ended up being almost a daily rewatch. So, like, uh, he, like, would see the thumbnail show up on uh, the Disney Plus app, and he'd, like, smile, and, you know, I'd just play it, and we watched it probably, like, five times. You'll log it every time. Yeah, I'll log it every time. On Letterbox. Yeah. Yeah. Should, uh... I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't watch Your it. Your diary's just yeah, going to be just Ice, Ice Age, Ice Age, yeah. Ice Age. I didn't sit down and like like watch it and pay attention every time, except for the first time. Which I think is a sin, I might say, but that's yeah. a whole other conversation. We can talk about that. Uh, but we also watched the sequels, too. Um, not all of them, you but... the sequel. But The Meltdown... Uh, not Dawn of the Dinosaurs because that's not on Disney Plus at the moment. Did you watch Continental Drift? Uh, Continental Drift and Collision Course. Oh, okay. Uh, so we could talk. You could talk to me about what happens in those because I have questions because I don't know what happened after. Three. Sure, I could tell you. But again, I like was in and out of the room. That's probably like, not as much attention that you needed to pay to these movies, though. Yeah, I must say. I mean, I could tell you that Peter Dinklage is in um, uh, Continental Drift, not Collision Course. Uh, as is uh, Nicki Minaj and Drake. Hmm. Huh. Okay. 
Okay. All right. And uh, <laughs> Kiki, Kiki Palmer is Ray Romano's daughter. But okay. The, See, we, okay. No, okay. We, we're so going this off. This confirms my theory. Sure. This confirms my theory that Ray Romano is a black man in Ice Age. Because <laughs> I knew it. I was like, hold on. Ray Romano, I think, is supposed to be playing the black guy in these movies. And as it goes on, and then he, he bags Queen Latifah, right? And I'm like, okay. And he's going to have kids in the third mm-hmm. one. He has kids, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. How do we, and, you know, if we go on, if we expand on this, I think Ray Romano is a black guy. I think. If I'm just taking it based off of, like, as a black person, who do I identify with in these movies? I go, I identify with Ray Romano. <laughs> well, I, I will say some of the actors, and I will later read off a full list of actors that were in consideration for uh, Manny the Mammoth, uh, but Ving Rhames and James Earl Jones were... <laughs> Top what? Top contenders. So how did Ray Romano? Okay. Because I think in his heart he's a black man. I think, think he was so? definitely channel. I think he knew who was who else was going to get casted, and they go, we need a we need a firm. Because again, what doesn't make sense about the Ice Age movies is that they ostensibly have like you have two assholes, and then you have John Leguizamo, who is a dick, but because he's like like an idiot, like that's the idea, but like. I don't understand how they ended up, as far as, like, if you're writing characters, you go, we have John Leguizamo, who's the comedy relief, and then you have the tough guy in, in Diego or Dennis Leary, and then you have the other tough guy with... with well, he, he's, like, the the Shrek, because Shrek was such a big deal and then a couple of years about, prior. We could talk about post-Shrek. Movie. He's the, uh, he's, like, the grumpy ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Leary. <laughs> Uh well I for, I was ready to dive into Ice Age but we haven't finished chilling out yet. Do any anything else? No, I'm 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 uh, chilled out. I I had a couple things to bring up but I think I'm just going to bring up that oh maybe like a month ago I rewatched a movie that I've seen a ton of times uh which is uh Knock Off with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I pretty good time. Yeah, I got home one night and I was like yeah, I'm going to watch Knock Off, and I put it on, and that movie's wild, you know, it's, know, a, it's got the Sparks uh, song uh, at the end. So I'm going to get to that in one <laughs> second. So uh, it's a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie uh, directed by uh, Choi Hark, who did uh, a bunch of like Hong Kong movies, but uh, when he started doing movies over here in the States, he did uh, Double Team. Um okay. Which is a Van Damme movie, and then Knock Off, but uh, it's just a wild movie about. It's an action des- movie about <laughs> designer uh, jeans. Jean Knock Off designer jeans and uh, like uh, the KGB putting uh, bombs in jeans and the CIA like kind of being in on it, and it's wild uh, and awesome too. But. Um, it's got an, uh, a song at the end of the movie for the ending credits that's an original song uh, that like has lyrics that are that relate to the movie. And forever, we always Dan and I thought it was funny that that song was done by Sparks, mm-hmm. and we were always like, "Well, it's like all other albums too." Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And I always was like, what? And you and I were like, "Why the fuck did Sparks do the <laughs> song for this movie?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I just like Googled it and I real I found out that Sparks did a song called Choi Hark in oh, really? like about the director in like the early nineties. Cause I you know, I don't know I'm not super familiar with the Sparks 
discography in the 90s. Sure, after a certain point, yeah, at a certain I point, tap out on the sparks. Yeah, discography. and definitely the nineties. I'm like, yeah. I found this on the web. Uh oh. Oh god. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that I think is probably why uh, they ended up doing the song for that movie is because they were familiar with Choi Hark and did a song about him, and then probably just got contacted yeah something. contacted and paid to do the song for knock well, off so knock off was 98 right <coughs> yeah knock off was 98 um yeah so i think they did the song for that movie and then it got put on their album from 2000 balls oh oh okay which, oh, so that, balls too. yeah so that, that album came out in 2000 so a couple years after knock, off, knock but off. it is on that yeah I mean, it sounds like a more fitting song for that movie would have been the title track of that album, Balls. It's just, all you need is balls is the, is the chorus of that song. Uh, Knock Off is insane. You should you should watch it. I don't know if you'd like it, but it I'll would. It it's got a funny cast. It's got it's... Rob Schneider as the oh, American... fuck. Uh, his, like, Weasley partner who, <laughs> at the 40-minute mark... Uh, is revealed to be a CIA agent. Well, you ought to spoil it for him. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Just ended. I mean, granted, I could probably guess everything Rob Schneider does in that movie because you told me it was Rob Schneider. I, I don't know. I didn't see that coming. Uh, Paul Sorvino's in it. Sorvino. Leila uh, Roshan. Leila Roshan. Oh, yeah. Recommended. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good time. I've, I've seen Knock Off a lot of times in my life. Yeah. All right. I'll put it on the watch list. Knock Off. Um,. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have to talk about. Um, at la- last, uh, the other day I watched a movie called uh, Death Dream, uh, which was a, a Bob Clark uh, horror movie from... Death Dream. Was yeah, from 1974. <laughs> the same year that uh, Black Christmas came out. Mm-hmm. So he did two movies in one year, two horror movies. Uh, and it was pretty good. Not as good as Black Christmas, but pretty good. It's about like a a soldier that is killed in Vietnam and then, for reasons you don't know, just returns home to his parents who like thought he was dead and strange stuff happens. Okay, sounds like a pilot for a show that would come out on ABC uh, in 2005. Yeah, a little weirder than something like that. <laughs> uh, just the premise that you described, I could I could imagine. I'm seeing yeah. it in my head, directed by J.J. Abrams, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what I'm seeing, you know? Yeah, uh, but yeah, maybe like a little more David Lynchy in like not a like self-aware way. Like, it's mm. strange, but okay. uh, pretty good. Death Dream. Death Dream. Also known as Dead of Night. Oh, okay. Sorry. Guess that wrong. Yeah. Dead of Night is what it's listed as when you, like, watch the movie when the credits show up. All right. Would you recommend that one? Yeah. And your recommendation? Uh, Yeah. It was good. All right. Death Dream and Knock Off. Mm Mm-hmm. Circa 1998 featuring Mm -hmm. Rob Schneider. Yeah. All right. Okay. Are we... Chill out? I think that's it. All right. Well, we've just finished talking about stuff that we've recently seen, so let's let's get into it. Let's talk about the movie of the day, which is to the Ice Age. Ice Age. So we always start out when we get to the the main topic movie 
uh, I say, who saw this in theaters? And I, uh, I did see this in theaters on probably March 16th of 2002. Me and Travis went to see it that Saturday uh, because at that time I wasn't trying to, I wasn't like really seeing a whole lot of kids movies because we were in high school. So we weren't seeing like a lot of, you know, animated children's films. But this movie in particular was like such a, uh, it just felt like an event movie because every time the trailer would show before a movie, like people would get excited. And, uh, and this was only like the, what the eighth computer animated movie like put out. It looks it. <laughs> it does. The <laughs> jump from one to two is like crazy. It's pretty yeah, wild. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So uh, this was very much the early days as far as like computer animated kids movies go. Yeah, I think like it was the eighth one. Yeah. Like it's noticeable in the hair. You, you just look at the hair on anything, and you're like, oh god, when something's wet. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And th- this was the only. Um, uh, Ice Age movie to feature humans. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That is actually yeah. really true because I think they okay. This goes into the lore that I have. I'm confused about when I mm-hmm. watched all the Ice Age these Ice Age movies, the first three, mm-hmm. because it's like they are receding in time in the Ice Age movies. So you start with humans, mm-hmm. and then you have the middle section, which is the meltdown which is the end of the Ice Age, that then moves into dinosaurs. Now, I've, I've, it's, it's been a minute, right? But I, and I might be a fucking idiot right now, mm-hmm. but is it not dinosaurs, Ice Age, mammoths and everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> I, I don't it, no, it genuinely made me confused because I was like, no, these movies jumble that all. No, up. that's what I'm saying. It started with people, mm-hmm. and then it went to dinosaurs. And I was so confused when watching the trilogy. I was like, "Is this alternate history?" Because it's going from, it's going from just being like, "Oh yeah, I guess this is around the time where they're gonna die, right? Yeah. They're gonna go extinct." But then it just go, it just reverts everything. And I actually have a theory that Scrat, and I, I said this in the in the preamble. Mm-hmm. I think that Scrat is like. Adam to this universe. I think he's the savior of, of the whole thing. He's, mm-hmm. he's the Noah and the Adam in this entire mm-hmm. bit. Uh, young Scrat just trying to get his nut for three movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he... so <laughs> And beyond, like, yeah. all the movies. Exactly, right? And he got his own TV show. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. He is the chosen one. But what I will say is that, like, if you look at Scrat throughout the entirety of the movies, after the end of the first movie and into the second one, by the end of the second movie, you're like, if you just kill this one creature... <laughs> Everything in the world, I would never be born, and neither would any of us, but, like, you would save an entire species of people if you just killed this one, this one lone creature trying to get his nut. And then at the end of Ice Age 2, and and I'm just going to mention this really quick, spoilers for Ice Age 2, is that I said... (laughs) I think he needs to die for the rest of us to live. And they kill him in the second movie. They kill Scrat? They kill Scrat in the second movie by, like, literally, like, doing a, like, thematic thing where they have... It's it's the end of the world, like, our main characters are about to die. And in your head, you're just going, man, if they just fucking killed Scrat, everything would be fine. And you're saying that. And then the, the, the filmmakers, being as smart as they are, they said, yeah, we know. And they had him split 
a giant glacier with his nut and fall through the middle to his death. <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> he goes wow. to heaven. Wow. And there's a whole and then sequence. He, he meets Patrick Stewart, right? No. <laughs> there's a whole sequence where he goes to heaven and he's dead. And he's surrounded by nuts. And he's going to go get the big nut. There's the big <laughs> nut. And then motherfucking John Leguizamo brings him back to life. What? For no reason. <laughs> and I forgot that <clears throat> happened. Because I'd never seen the... Th- well, no, I think I had seen the third one, but... I didn't remember in the third one he was still alive. So in my head, I was like, wow, they really, they committed more to a character than any Marvel movie has ever committed to a character, right? But then they bring him back to life. But the imagery of Ice Age 2's ending is he parts this giant glacier and falls through the middle and they play like orchestral type music while he's falling. And I'm like, oh, they know. They understand the thematic thing that's happening right here, that he's going to die so that everybody can live. And he goes to heaven. Scrat is Jesus Christ. No, Scrat is literally Jesus Christ in Ice wow. Age 2. He, and then he comes back to life like Jesus. Wow. It's, hmm. a, it's a whole thing. And then, yeah, I mean, then we get Ice Age 3, which, you know, is Ice Age 3. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the filmmaking, something I will, I will give credit for all the Ice Age movies, and this is going to sound really random, but the sequences and the direction in the Ice Age movies is good. Like, just legitimately, it's actually good. In Ice Age 3, even, I watched Ice Age 3, and I was like, if I watch, watch any animated movie today, right, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty boilerplate. You don't have a lot of, like, camera, interesting camera movement in an animated film. Like, you don't have it. That's why, like, uh, Into the Spider-Verse was so fucking interesting, right? You had all these, like, very interesting techniques they were using. They were using animation to their benefit. In Ice Age, like, all three of the movies, at least the ones I watched, they do things that are, like, specific to animation. Like, you couldn't do this in a live-action movie. Mm-hmm. And the direction is very interesting at times, where they'll go through a sequence where it's like, oh, that's that. you had to make a choice. You had to make choices here. Like, where the camera's going, how it follows this character, what the character does, and how you look at that. Like, I don't know. That That's... If I'm just being entirely unironic, Ice Age has mm-hmm. more interesting direction than most animated yeah. films that I would watch it at all. That's not talking about the plot at all, but, like, just the direction... I mm. think that it's actually pretty admirable. It's I at least had a funner time watching that than I did like watching Lightyear or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Travis, <coughs> uh, our buddy, really did not like Lightyear. Yeah, he hated Lightyear. Yeah, Lightyear's garbage. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Buzz, yeah. Buzz Lightyear is canon a fascist In, <laughs> to the movie. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess before we like get into you know the the plot like kind of beat by beat yeah. uh i w- well i'll say like uh, ice age is not a it's not a masterpiece like it's not some classic animated tale but what is though if we're if we're saying that this is not what is and then and then i think that's that's toy story yeah like it's okay, not a toy story it's not even like lion king or aladdin okay. or you know something okay. like that okay. but uh but it's like, you didn't say shrek but it's not shrek i get it okay it's fine I might actually enjoy Ice Age more than Shrek. Oh, boy. Oh, but, boy. I wish Mike was here. I feel like I'm just, I'm one-sided. You might these. be a little out. I'm, in... I'm so not on the side of these conversations right now. Just uh, Chronicles of Riddick isn't good, and yeah. Ice Age isn't, I mean, Shrek isn't that good. Oh, God. I can't. Uh, no, I mean, I haven't seen Shrek in a very long time, but, uh... Which is, might be racist, but, uh... <laughs> Against, well, like, Canadians? <laughs> Canadians, yeah. But, um... But I will say, uh, I did, like... There is a quality to Ice Age that I found, like, 
pretty charming. pretty charming. It's, it is right, I was, and I, I think that, that is mostly because uh, it's uh, it's got like a like a sincerity to it uh, that you just like don't find anymore in yeah. like children's animated movies and. Yeah. I think, like I've said before, because I've got a toddler, I'm probably more exposed to, like, these movies than anybody else in the room nowadays. I hope that you are more exposed to them than me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Certainly me. Yeah. Like, yeah. It'd, be weird. Just, it'd be weird if I were watching yeah, this kind of watch, Right. I just watch anything, so I mean, yeah, I hope you watch more of these movies. Like, uh, yeah, like, I find myself fairly often in... Uh, pediatric medical office waiting rooms where I, like, have to watch, you know, like, your Minions and your uh, Frozens and uh, Moanas and things like that. And uh, I think, like, the, the, the kids, like, animated movies that I see that are, like, that I'm seeing today are very much infused with that sense of humor that you and I, like, can't stand that we always like make fun of like that very joss whedon uh they fly now they They fly fly now now. oh well that just happened like that yeah yeah that uh, that basic it's it's non-comedy that basic ask well it's comedy but it's just like it's it's like cheap no i mean it's like non-comedy meaning like it is commenting on the fact that it is it's supposed to be comedic yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just that very, like, self-aware, uh, you know, it, it's, like, highlight, highlighting what's absurd about the the situation or the movie. Oh, yeah. uh, that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I, was, I was thinking, like, while watching Ice Age, like, oh, if this movie was made today, I was worried about, worried about it being like that yeah but, but i think that but if you really think about it like that suicide. that whole thing didn't really come about until you get to like the 2010s yeah yeah like uh because it's post it's post like even the super bad like the what do you call it what's the director why am i forgetting his name god the guy the guy who directed uh, judd apatow, judd apatow. And the it's producer. post judd apatow stuff and it's right when i mean you could just blame it on the avengers that's totally fine because, like, even watching, I rewatched this is a random one, but I rewatched uh, John Carter recently. Mm-hmm. And not even that movie, because I, I will say this, mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for that movie, not because I think it's good, but because um, I just. I mean, don't. you could say it's good. I mean, I don't think it's good. I think that it isn't as bad as any other piece of shit that is out. Like, mm-hmm. I watched, again, I watched the new Ant Man movie. It's better than that movie. And it's better than, I don't know, the last whatever a number mm-hmm. of Marvel movies that have come out. It's better than most Disney movies that have come out recently, even though it is a Disney movie. Like, yeah. But, but the thing about that is, like, even watching that movie, and that movie came out, Andrew? John Carter? John Carter of Mars. 2011. 11? Yeah, I was going right? to say 11. Exactly. And that is just around the time of when The Avengers about to come out. And it's very noticeable that, like, that is a big budget movie that does not have that type of thing happening. And I, and I think you could probably blame it on that one fucking movie, that that tone that you're talking about. Uh, exactly yeah, like at some point that style of humor, that Joss Whedon, that quippy one-liner humor yeah, just started was... to take over and just became like, like took over everything. Yeah, imagine um, like, I was going to say if The Matrix was made today, but they did do The Matrix sequel recently. And that's what happened. That is what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I was just thinking, like, if Ice Age came out nowadays, like, it would be intolerable. Yeah. Like, Ryan Reynolds would be the voice of 
Diego or Chris Pratt yeah, and the the DreamWorks arched eyebrow yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting really tired of this ice thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. chill out. Yeah, instead well, that'd you, be right. instead you get, you get, Are you, you referring the to the dodos that know karate? <laughs> Like, I'd be like, oh, I never want to see this fucking movie again. <laughs> but but because it came out at this time, like, before before that, when things were, like, a little more sincere and a little more, you know, less jokey, less self-aware. Uh, kids' movies weren't afraid to, like, be... Be, like, organic or... I, I think, like, kids' movies are too obsessed with trying to appeal to, like more than kids yeah and it's like you can just make a good kids movie and well, adults so, will appreciate it for yeah, what it is because yeah. kids are terminally terminally like online now so yeah. like you have to appeal to that also sense of humor which is basically the same thing it's mm-hmm. just a lot of like insincere everything is a joke and i can't be mm-hmm. genuine about it otherwise how can it be funny um but yeah no i, I think that yeah, yeah. there's just a sincerity to this movie that like just on a totally normal like if you're just watching it as a movie even if you're watching the sequels, they the sequels don't even really have it as much. Um, yeah, because they like the most recent sequel, not counting the Simon Pegg Disney Plus one, was like 2016, right? Uh, yeah, it was pretty it was pretty. Yeah, so that was like most of these came out before before like the MCU got yeah. into like full swing. Because yeah. I would say like that's all you have to blame it on. Like I I think you could point to that one. The mo- one of the most successful movies ever is this movie, and people see that and they go, "Wow, we should do that." And then they tried it. And it <clears throat> yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the like this movie is just kind of old fashioned and dorky and yeah. not not pretty, pretty harmless. Pretty yeah, straightforward and plot that is easy to follow. And eighty five minutes long. I didn't know what the plot was until I saw <laughs> it. Like. For years, I was just like, "Oh, I say just about some uh, some fucking guys back then, right?" <laughs> That's pretty some much guys what it, back then. That's yeah. just what they—they're just hanging around. I didn't really know. Being icy, right? <laughs> so, so I I saw this movie uh, opening weekend. You did not. You didn't see it until I didn't see it until like yesterday. Last... No, I watched I watched it uh, Monday because gotcha. we were originally supposed to record what Tuesday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I watched it. No, I watched it Tuesday morning. That's right. Yeah. Tuesday morning. Also underrated. Watching movies in the morning. Mm-hmm. Watching movies in the daytime. Underrated. It is. I, I watched like this movie five times in the morning. Yes. You have <laughs> a child, though. Yeah. Just as a, as a person who's just, just... Oh, it's nice to be able to just wake up and know you don't have, you know, don't really have to, like, leave the house or anything yeah. that day and just throw a movie on and right on. just relax. Do that more. Yeah. As a... a mm-hmm. <laughs> Word of advice for for today's episode. Watch more movies during the daytime. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I saw this in theaters. I was in high school. Isaiah, you saw this in theaters, right? Uh, yeah. And you were the target demographic. Yes. You and were it, and six. It, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked, everybody. Because yeah. I probably still have the DVD at my grandma's house. <clears throat> probably. Yeah. I could, um, I could actually guarantee I definitely do. I've seen it recently in, in the little spot. Uh... So yeah. the the first uh, like three minutes of this movie was that trailer we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's just like Scrat trying to bury his his nut. Two thousand one, a space odyssey yeah. of animated films. 
Okay. <laughs> if we're talking it, is, about, it is kind of a similar if we're, introduction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're talking about openings, if I had to compare it to anything, I'd say it's, it's yeah. as iconic as that. Yeah, so he's, uh, you meet Scrat, he's trying to bury his nut. Trying to get and, his nut uh, out the way. He ends up, uh, you know, pushing it, pushing it in the ground and starts he an puts, avalanche. Look, a guy puts his nut somewhere it's not supposed to be. And uh, he, he, he kind of fucks everything up. This is a, this is a nasty move. <laughs> you think about I it. mean, no, really? Okay, I have so, okay, I have the notes about fucking the John Leguizamo bit where the lady llamas, and we can talk about it. Right. Well, we're still in the first minute. I know, I just got first minute. So, so Scrat's trying to bury his nut. He's trying to bury his nut. And, uh, uh, and then... I don't think we have to go... We don't have to go beat by beat, but I think it's yeah, short yeah. enough to where we could, like, hit... We could do the plot out loud. Yeah, yeah do the whole thing uh, <laughs> uh so yeah he's trying to bury his nut and then at the end of that scene he gets uh stepped on and then we get the title card oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah how did he not die because he's, he's jesus <laughs> he's, uh, the, he's the right. lord he's the lord incarnate in human flesh he's the face wasn't of the his time yeah yes, not at all he had face to, of the franchise spread exactly. his message mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean his message is Get your nut. That's, <laughs> by all costs. Yeah. By any means necessary, get your nut. It sounds like a like a like one of those like pickup artist guys. I mean that, like read the game. I mean I think he has more I think he has more things that are more useful to say than those guys, but yeah. Yeah, well yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's not a high bar to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that like that whole sequence is the opening of the movie. And it's probably like the most iconic part of the whole franchise right yeah. is that that sequence that yeah because i could i could remember it bar for bar like right now and i yeah i can't say that about most things yeah uh and yeah then he gets stepped on and then w- the movie basically starts and we we meet all the the animals as they're uh migrating uh south to you know, beat beat the ice age to get away from the cold, and uh, that's when uh, Manny, the the mammoth, he he shows up moving the opposite direction, uh, voiced by Ray Romano, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, he's you know bossing his way through the bossing his way through, through <laughs> he's the bossed up on the way yeah through the migration and because like we said he's the, he's the Shrek he's the yeah he's, he's the Fussy pants, yeah. certainly. I would yeah, argue he's, he's, he's the... certified a black man in this movie. I, I can guarantee it. I, <laughs> well, he, he was sure. almost voiced by, by Ving Rhames. By two other and, black men. And uh, James Earl Jones. You know what? This might be a good time for me to just read the list of people that were in yes, the running in the for, running for... Uh, Manfred the Mammoth. I mean, was there, wait, there's more than those two? There's like a, like a whole... There's list. a pretty big list. Pretty sizable list. Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones. Okay. Ving Rhames. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp. Pierce Brosnan, Kevin Klein, Robert De Niro, Albert Brooks, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Kevin Costner, Keith David, Bruce cool. Willis, Jim Belushi, Michael Keaton, and Val Kilmer. Keith David would have been perfect. Val Kilmer. <laughs> I'm trying to think who would have worked. Keith David would have been fucking cool. It would have been co- so cool to have like Keith David and like. John Leguizamo and Dennis Leary. What <laughs> a awesome. weird, what awesome. a weird <laughs> cast for your animated film. Because he would have been, you know, in the entire franchise. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would have been great for get Keith David's steady work. <laughs> exactly. Get that man employed. 
Uh, Keith David employed. Oh, Keith David's the best. Yeah, I think that, like, the the most serious contenders, though, were James Earl Jones and Ving Rhames. I mean, yeah. two very iconic voice actors. Yeah. I almost would argue that they're too iconic to, to, yeah. to be just a character, yeah. you know? Right. I mean, Ray Romano is a choice. Yeah. And I think it's the right choice. I think it's... I, yeah. I think it's a great choice for Manny as a as a as a character. Um, I think that, like, John. I think I don't know. I like the voice cast in this movie. I think that Dennis Leary is the most forgettable of the three. Oh, easily. Yeah, mm. and I again, it always confuses me because in this movie, when you have all three of them, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what the point of Dennis Leary's character is in terms of the like the dynamic. I, you know what I don't. He's the second asshole. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what I don't understand is why wasn't Jack Black the main <laughs> saber tooth? Okay, right. That would have right. been, been perfect. Been uh, perfect. You mean like the the bad guy, like the, or no, you mean no, Dennis Leary? The, he should have been the Dennis, the Dennis Leary yeah, in the group, like yeah, the one, the one. He'd be like the one the, that you would believe would like have a heart or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. if this was post School of Rock, because yeah. this was like before. Jack Black was maybe a... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he was a brand name, but... Yeah. A household name, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was definitely just not as much talking as you would have him now. Yeah. Because he barely has any... <clears throat> or maybe they could have made the the main uh, saber-toothed tiger, Goran Vizhnik. Yeah, Goran Vizhnik. very weird that he's a voice in this. Yeah, like, why Goran Vizhnik? I yeah. guess because, like, ER... Do you know what ER is? Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Is that like a '90s thing, shit. right? <laughs> uh, so Clooney, George Clooney yeah, was on. ER. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I'm not I guess a I know. I was born yesterday. <laughs> so after George Clooney left ER, yeah. this guy Goran Vizhnik mm-hmm. took over his not his, his part, but he like kind of fulfilled he was the new lead. He was yeah, like the sure. new George Clooney, basically. Mm-hmm. And the new hunk. Goran Vizhnik ended up doing the voice of Soto, the yeah. basically the scar of this yeah. movie. I, look, I looked up the cast. I remember seeing that guy. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't see him anymore. Uh, yeah, Goran Vizhnik, you don't hear a lot about these days. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the cast list. I was like, Goran Vizhnik? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Goran Vizhnik is like the villain of, of this movie. Um, Gordon Vizhnik is in the uh, Hellraiser from 2022. Oh, okay. Oh. Which I didn't, I didn't see. Which I heard people like that. Yeah, I was going to say, people apparently like that. Yeah. I, it, he's, I don't think he's particularly high, like highly billed. Right, so he's a guy in the movie. Like, yeah. <coughs> yeah. He's actually craft services. Really yeah. Necessary. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we meet Manny in that scene, and... Uh, and then right after that, we are introduced to Sid the Sloth, Sid the Ground Sloth, yes, who uh, wakes up to discover that his family has already started migrating without him, so he's right. left all alone. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, which we find out very quickly. <laughs> right, because he's a chatterbox. Yeah, because he's, 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 he's an he actual, talks too much and he's a villain. Really, he's a, <laughs> when we when we get to the the traveling portion of the movie, he's actually just a dick. <laughs> On the way. Yeah, he's <laughs> that rusted root song. <laughs> oh god, that, that's Honestly, when we get to that. Uh, like, simi on the way. <laughs> on the way. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, I think that's one of... I think if you're talking about, like, if you're going to drop that in any movie... I, rem- I know that's been in other movies, but I remember it in that movie specifically. Like, when it, came, well, when it was yeah. going to come on, I went, oh, this is when they play the song. Yeah. Like, if you think about... Like, kids' movies, like, always, uh, like, aren't super... They don't have their finger on the pulse as far as, like, cool music goes. Like, they always use, like, a pop song that's, like, mm-hmm. a couple years old, but... They use that song in this movie from 2002. They use a song from like 1994. Yeah. <laughs> like whose idea was that? Like let's use this like I mean, but goofy it, ass but it like roots rock it's song. <laughs> like they might as well have, like had blues traveler do it or something. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just they saying. should have. John Potter. I yeah. think they, they realize it's about vibes, and they said this is the vibe. That's really all they. Did I think they, they just had an old guy like pick the song and they were like all right here we go but you know what it's kind of perfect for that I think, uh, yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah. i think again I think if it's, it it's all vibes based it's, it's all vibes yeah. based yeah i mean it's again like it's yeah. such a goofy song that mm. like and this is like a goofy movie no, yeah. not a goofy movie that's yeah. a different thing an extremely goofy movie yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that uh, but yeah, no, I think it works. It does I mean, work. It's it's definitely not a song like like if I ever if you ever saw me driving around and I rolled my window <laughs> down and that song was playing, I'm like, can you imagine that? I you mean, I, I would I would kind of have respect for you because you, you rolled your window down and like just looked at me in the eyes and. Just okay, well, anything. if I ever see you while I'm driving around, I'm gonna like fumble for my phone <laughs> and I put on that song before I roll the window down. I'm just imagining somebody like trying to get your attention to get like directions, and you like slowly roll the window down. They like increasingly hear, roll more, roll more. It keeps getting louder and louder. Oh man, I'm sorry. This is a perfect sketch. Like, it's, like, it's like a guy who like it's about the guy who. Who has to like? Who hears it? Who like asks for the directions? And the guy rolls his window down, and he's like listening to it, and he has like a downward spiral of like, wait, why, what song was that? Why was he listening to that song? Was he <laughs> listening to Rustic yeah. Root? And he like goes home, and he's like, he's like talking to his wife or something, and it's just like you know, some guy. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I asked him for directions, and he was listening to the Rustic Root song. I li- I li- I like to imagine like that song like ending mid-conversation or whatever, and then it just starts again. Yeah. It doesn't go to the next Rusted Root song. It just starts, the same song just starts. Like, I, I just have it on repeat. Which is a whole other thing for the topic of conversation, because then he's like, he's like, and then it played again. So he's just listening to this Rusted Root song in his car yeah. with his windows up. Where so, is he going that makes him want to hear this? While we're on the subject of the music, yeah. uh, my an- my anecdote, I had like two notes in this, about yeah. this movie. One one was about the watermelon spike, which I thought was funny. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. Um, that was a genuine moment. But uh, uh, the other thing that I was like instantly, and maybe this is a me thing because True. I've seen this movie more than anybody, probably anybody alive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I... I was listening and I was like, geez, this score really sounds like the Jingle All the Way score. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that and I was like, God, this really sounds like that music. And I'm like, but it's not, it sounds kind of Christmassy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it really sounds like it. And I looked it up and it's the same composer, okay. David Newman. Right. And I, I was thinking like, oh, 100% this is like rejected stuff <laughs> Jingle all the from way. the Jingle All the Way soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Because 
They're both Fox movies, too. Right. So Dusted it off. Yeah. 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 Do you have any ice stuff? Any snowy things? Mm. Yeah. 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 David Newman score? Yeah. In the back from Jingle All the Way? Yeah, so... fucking use that. It's gotta, it, like... Like, it's gotta just be, like, outtakes or something, or unused material from Jingle All the Way. Yeah, right. I mean, talking about the music in general, this is the, this is the only movie before this craze happened of making a song for the kids to dance to at the theater. You remember Madagascar and shit like that? Mm-hmm. What year did Madagascar come out? Oh, four. Okay, so yeah, this works. Ice Age 2... I'm sorry, oh, five. Ice Age 2 came yeah. out 2006. Ice Age 2 comes out and they have the little fucking dancing llama tribe, the cult, and they start doing the little dance and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. They made, started making music for kids' movies so that kids would dance. Remember Rio? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I never watched that movie, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But as I but yeah, watched anyway. more Ice Age movies, like they increasingly got more musical numbers, which I was surprised that's, at. Yeah, that's Because there's none in the first one. Yeah, none in the first one. They're, that's why I'm saying this song, <laughs> yeah. being in this movie, I, it doesn't happen in the subsequent films because yeah. they start doing the, we're making music to sell to the kids. And then you have this movie where it's just a, it's like a movie, just like a normal movie Yeah. that has a little montage of traveling with the... Yeah, I mean, it's like a normal movie montage yeah. or whatever, just like, oh yeah, yeah, we're... It's like something almost out of a Fairly Brothers movie, though, because it's like yeah. a song like that. <laughs> well, uh, Fairly Brothers, a little, little edgier soundtracks right. than, than Rusted Root, which is, that is such a dorky song. Like, I mean, Fairly so Brothers, good. they had like... Blues Traveler and uh, Pete Yorn and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would... Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, they did have cooler, like, if you think about it, like, they had, like, English beat. And... It would be, like, the funniest thing in a Farley Brothers movie if they played that song, though. Yeah. But that'd be it. That's what I would laugh at. I'd be like, hey, they played yeah. it. What if uh, Semi On My Way became, like, the theme of Ice Age and, like, even I, I, Ice Age movies that came out today had that song? I would be awesome. I would genuinely be excited yeah. about that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we meet Sid the Sloth, he runs into, um, uh, well, first of all, he runs into a couple rhinos. Rhinos, because played by... Played by, uh, Stephen and Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. Carl and Frank. Yes. Uh, who a lot of folks on the internet speculate are a couple. Oh, they are. There's no, there's no doubt. I mean, come on, we got three dads <laughs> in this movie. It's three, it's three men and a baby, but, you mm. know, what are you gonna do? Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, so Sid, Sid, like, uh, he wakes up and then he, uh, steps into some shit, some prehistoric shit, and, uh, and then walks, uh, over, uh, the, the salad that, uh, Stephen Root, uh, saved for Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. And the dandelion. And the dandelion. He, like, made sure to save that dandelion for... Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, yeah, which does. is probably why people think they're a couple. Well, yeah, cause because they dandies. That's that's a little on the nose, I think. Yeah, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the problem. I was like, I mean, yeah, I get it, I get it, but then you know, you think, oh, it's two thousand two. Uh, so then they uh, get really mad because they Sid ruined their salad, and uh, they chase after him, and uh, that's when Sid runs into Manny. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, Manny protects him, which I still don't enhance. Like, like when I watched it the first time, I was trying to figure out why. And then I just kind of went, I mean, I guess like it's a precursor. Like, he's not a terrible dude. 
But I just was, like, kind of confused. I was like, I mean, there really isn't, like, a justification as to why Manny, who's, like, a loner, is going to save this just not good person. <laughs> just not yeah. sloth. Well, I mean, if you watch this movie, like, uh, every day for a week, like I have, mm-hmm. uh, you might pick up on things. Like, you know that Manny uh, uh, has suffered some loss in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And knows that... Uh, uh, that these rhinos, or they, he learns that the rhinos are just going to kill Sid for no reason. So maybe that's why he wants to protect Yeah, you him. know what? That's good character work. I'm not going to lie, actually. Yeah, that's that's good. Fuck. Uh, Damn. All right. Might have just gone up a little bit in the grading system here, too, now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Manny saves Sid from the rhinos, and, uh, and then it kind of cuts away, and then we meet Diego, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's when Diego is talking with uh, Gordon Vishnik, who's the leader of his like saber tooth pack. Just Gordon Vishnik, not the not the saber tooth. He's just uh, talking to Soto. The actor. Soto, voiced by oh, Gore. The only live action actor in the movie. It's just him, just him standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After like Manny meets Sid, uh, cuts away to Diego and Soto talking about how they are. Planning uh, to attack this uh, tribe of humans, or Neanderthals, uh, basically to seek revenge because this particular tribe killed uh, a bunch of tigers from their their pack. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess, like, they plan to kill the, the baby from this tribe as, like, the ultimate revenge. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they attack their camp and uh, the the mom of the the baby kind of escapes with the baby and jumps into a uh, like a waterfall. Jumps off a waterfall. Jumps yeah. off a waterfall. Uh, and with the baby, which I don't. With the baby, yeah. Because I'm just thinking, like, if you jump off a like, you're trying to save the baby. I mean, you know, I don't know. It was a, it was a yeah. weird thing. I was like, I mean, I guess that works, you know, as, a, as an idea, maybe. You know, you're just trying to save your kid. You're going to jump off a waterfall. Mm-hmm. I guess after, at that point, you know, it's either, it's either getting torn to bits by saber tooths or... Seemed like the, the best idea. Might as well. Uh, oh, maybe this is a good time to bring up some of the other voice uh, cast members. Uh, Jack Black is mm-hmm. one of the other Tigers and Diedrich Bader. Yeah. Diedrich Bader. And Jack Black doing, like, a, uh, uh, bringing, like, some kind of tweaked out energy to his yeah, character. Yeah, which is why I was weirded like, out by, like, him being casted as that character. It was kind of odd. Yeah. It just seems, like, now. Like, going right? through withdrawals. Yeah, it seems weird now, like, when I think about him. Because when I heard it, I was like, I didn't even recognize him. I didn't recognize him, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's him. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem right, just based off of, like, knowledge of him now. Um, yeah. It seems like a weird character for him to play. Uh, yeah, so then, uh, the mom, uh, escapes with the baby off the waterfall and, uh, cuts back to Sid and Manny and, uh, they come across the, the mom and the baby. Mm-hmm. Remind me if I'm, if I'm forgetting, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering this incorrectly. She's, she's at the, the foot of the lake and, and, uh, Manny and, uh, Sid mm-hmm. find her. Yeah. Does Diego immediately show up, or does it? Does it? Have uh, a scene? No, it's a little later. Okay. Yeah. 
Because I, for some reason, was remembering, like, he just showed up at the bottom of the waterfall. Like, well, wait, yeah. why did you <laughs> just come get her then? Like, I, I don't know why, to me, it was so confusing. Because I kept remembering, like, he just showed up immediately. Granted, I'm, I'm three movies deep, so I'm remembering the most recent yeah. one last. But, yeah. Uh, no, like, I believe uh, Sid and Manny are talking about... Um, uh, like, Sid kind of... Uh, uh, it's established that he's kind of like a playboy, right? That he, that he's like kind of on the hunt for. Is that established? Well, he's not. He's not looking to get like pinned down by one sloth woman. I might have missed this line. Sloth woman. Yeah. Well, no, there are sloth women because later in the movie. Yeah. There are there are specifically female coded. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. Know, but sloth. But sloth women implies that they're like a hybrid <laughs> species or something. Well, if, if you look at their builds in the movie. You would think that they were, because in the Ice Age movies, and this is now canon, I guess, because in the third one they do this to a squirrel, but they just make them have the structure of a human lady. They, like, anthropomorphize them, which is weird, because, like, the guy versions of that don't have that. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> it so... It would be funny if they did. Yeah, because, and also, like, in the movie, when, when Sid meets the two sloth ladies in the in the mud tubs... Yeah. Um, he says, and this is the weirdest line in the movie, I have to be honest. He gets out of the tub and he's just like, I'll be right back. And he stops and he turns around and he goes, sexy. And then he leaves. <laughs> and I just went, what yeah. the fuck did he just say? I don't remember this at all. No. Like, and I've seen this movie like that five happens. times. And I stopped. I paused the movie and I rewinded it. He stops, turns around, and says sexy in a fucking Liguzamo weird thing and he runs off and it's just like why do you do that why did you guys have to add that that like marble mouth voice that he does for the character it's just it was so weird I just felt so uncomfortable there were slots and they just uh, it was weird man that's like one of the notes it was just like line was in the note was like sexy question mark like it's like when uh, Bugs Bunny dresses up as a lady (laughs) yeah and you're supposed to find under a check. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or just the direct comparison, which is Lola Bunny. Yeah. Space Jam. Sure, sure, of course. Yeah, and it's then, confusing. Well, and then everyone was really mad about Space Jam oh, 2. Oh, yeah, Space Jam 2. Because they the not as sexy yeah. anymore, right? <laughs> like, that was the whole controversy there. Oh, boy, there. yeah, yeah, no, we have to make... Did you guys see Space Jam 2? Oh, no. no. But, you know, I've heard it's like dreadful. Yeah, but if you're terminally online, uh, you will hear about how people got upset that Lola mm-hmm. Bunny wasn't as sexy in the second ah. movie. So I assume that if we have another squirrel movie and uh, Lady Squirrel, Lady Flying Squirrel from the third movie does not have a bust, then uh, they'll be upset. Mm. <laughs> if she's yeah. not, if she's not bussing, <laughs> these, <Yeah>. these squirrels <laughs> ain't bussing. I ain't showing up to the movie theater, man. Uh, yeah, so. It's like at Disneyland. If you see, uh, if you see, what's what's Holly Hunter's character from The Incredibles? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> say Mark. Creepy critics were really turned on. Well, by her she's character. got a dump truck. Yeah, but that's the meme movies. though. It's like yeah. you give every mom in Disney movies the dump truck of an ass. But that's just how they build them, you know. What I mean? That's just <laughs> yeah. how they're built. If you go to Disneyland, this is incredible. Is that her character? Incredible, yeah. You go to Disneyland, the fucking like, like 
person who dresses up as this is incredible has a they, that character has a huge ass so just they, in person. So do they wait? Hold on, I haven't been to Disneyland in a long time. Do they cushion it, or is this person just lugging? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't like felt it. So <laughs> I'm only I'm only saying this because it seems like you're a connoisseur. You're you're out there checking out Miss. Uh, Miss I mean, Fantastic. I, I jokingly when I saw Mrs. Incredible, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. You, you, know? you looked at her ass as a joke. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's hard to miss. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just hovering there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, I got. I guess I got to go and and and. Uh... It's it's very. I mean, the it's it's like a big bodysuit. So it's not. I'm not like staring at whoever's performing right. ass. Yeah. There's a layer it, it, of disconnection between you. It, and his it ass. is. Yeah. It is like. It is like a mascot. Suit, okay. Basically. Awesome. All right. All right. So. Right. So it's yeah, it's not weird if I if I look at mascots asses. This is I mean I, yeah, I got some lore here. I got this. Yeah, and like the Philly fanatic, mm-hmm. you can look at you can look at the Philly fanatic's fanatic. ass. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So we should start rating mascots asses. This would be, be pretty good. Uh, sorry. What what ha- uh, what were we doing? So where were we? Uh, <laughs> You know, it's funny in our, you know, we have going a lot of tangents on this show, but this might be our most tangent filled episode yet. I would argue that's my fault. I'd say that's definitely my fault. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I guess we could say I'm also tired, so my brain's struggling to say (laughs) I'm I'm very tired. Uh, Our our other uh, guest was supposed to be uh, Micah, who has been here for... uh, the Dragonfly episode and the Men with Brooms and Time Machine episode. He he also uh, his episodes do also go on a lot of tangents. Yeah, listen, that one was really long. And uh, we also always talk about The Departed when he's on. Oh, weird. We, well, we, we kept the tradition. The kept the tradition. Yeah. yeah, but you know, unfortunately, he's sick and he couldn't make it for this one. But uh, but yeah, still we're going on a lot of tangents. Uh, Where are we? Even, we're at the. Um... Uh, we just met. Uh, no, they no, found we, the baby. They just found the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I just want to mention that uh, Sid was also uh, supposed to be a. Uh, in the original script, was supposed to be more of a con man character, which I would argue would be more interesting. <laughs> it would make it would make sense in the dynamic. I think a bit more if he was not just an idiot. Because I don't get again my whole problem. My biggest problem with the movie, the first one, is just the dynamic. I don't get the point of the three of them i get the point of sid and manny but i don't get the point of i don't because oh well mm. we can't talk about the ending yet i guess but the ending there's a whole oh, thing you jump ahead if you want well no it's because at the end of the movie when um uh what's the fucking name diego diego dies and then for some reason like the second coming just comes back just shows back up he's like oh, i died <laughs> and then the end of the movie comes along and he yeah. just walks up he's like oh, i'm good but it's like wait a minute no he died you're dead. You definitely died. I saw you die. But nobody asked me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody said anything. But that's one of those things where, like, I thought, like, it made sense thematically for him to be dead because he didn't make sense in the movie. Yeah. But then he's just there, and I was confused. And I think that was like a test audience thing. Yeah. I have a theory. Maybe. He, sure. up, he just dies and comes back. Uh, this is definitely a movie that would have been screened at a test screening, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably. Because, I mean, it's a new IP, new studio, new animation mm-hmm. studio, yeah. you know. It was the first Blue Sky film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Sid was originally supposed to be more of, not maybe not as 
likable, but just uh, more of a more of a con man, more of a grifter type character. Yeah, it's like a piece of shit. Uh, yeah, so they made him more of an idiot, obviously. Yeah, he's just a mean guy. Because that's the thing, he's just mean. When, like, Manny's like, yeah, my people, <laughs> I don't know that my people are alive anymore. And he's like, hey, man, if you're not extinct, you know, raise your hand. It's like, dude, why are you going to be a dick for it? <laughs> You know, if you're not extinct, you know, clap your hand or whatever that song he was singing. I was like, dude, go fuck yourself. Like, what are you doing? Just piece of shit, you. Like, he likes Sid for, like, a second. You know, it's kind of admirable. And all of a sudden, he's being an asshole to Manny, of all people, who's, like, you know, resident black man. He's supposed to be, like, you know, the good guy. And he is. He's, like, the guy with the most emotional weight in the movie, too. Sure. Manny. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, just being mean to him for no fucking reason, Sid. Just fucking low down, dude. Low down to shit. It does feel a little out of character. Yeah, I yeah. get it. It was, I was like one of those things where I just kept watching. Maybe there was like little remnants of the con man Sid that mm. made it to the final version. Yeah, yeah. like Al, yeah. like in Heat where Al Pacino's feels like he's high <laughs> on cocaine yeah, a lot the, of the time and you're yeah. never sure why. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite. That's yeah. my favorite like cut for time bit. Yeah, <laughs> but that stuff was never filmed, right? That was just in the script. Like, I mean, I know. I thought they filmed it. I thought I heard. I thought I heard in like a, a commentary. Well, maybe. or I thought Al Pacino just said that. that I mean, did. I don't. I don't think they ever like film him like, like doing coke, coke or, or anything like that. Coke. <laughs> but like, but like, there's scenes where he's clearly meant to be like erratic. Yeah, sure. Like the, the because great ass, yeah. the great ass scene, or great. like, yeah. Give me all you got. Give me all you got. <laughs> uh, like all that stuff. Oh, no, we're just gonna talk about heat. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll be here for another four yeah. hours. Well, yeah, let's veer back on to Ice Age, unless you yeah. have another heat. No, comment just, it was just a similar. Uh... Yeah. Uh, so uh, after they find the baby, they 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 go back to the the camp of the humans to return the baby because they see the smoke in the air, um, and that's where they run into Diego. Right. But if they get up the hill, sure. <laughs> again, like these are all things that, like, I just think, like, if they get up the hill, why couldn't Diego get down the hill? Oh, this one is just it's weird. Uh, yeah, and then Diego tries to like get the baby back, but doesn't quite work out. Yeah, because yeah. Manny's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Resident good guy Manny. Yeah. Uh, and then that's when they decide to make the trek to uh, Half Peak, right? Which mm-hmm. is where they know the settlement is, where the humans are going. Yeah. Uh, and that's also where the uh, tigers are planning on their, like, next ambush. Mm-hmm. Um, Plural of saber-tooth. Mm-hmm. Saber-tooths? Saber-teeth? Because you're saying tigers, but it's, sa- it's like saber-tooth. I'm thinking of, like, how you would say that. I think it's just saber-toothed tigers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying if I had to pluralize saber-toothed. Oh. It could be saber-toothed. I think, right? Saber-toothed? I'm going to say saber tooths Just for future reference, that's why I was just saying. Yeah. I'm going to say that and be like, saber-toothed? Saber-toothed. Sa- saber's tooth? Yeah, saber-toothed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, then you go to Half Peak or whatever. They're going to Half Peak. Uh, yeah. But on the way... They of course run oh, into. <laughs> they of course run into various uh, uh, obstacles and challenges. The dodos, some dodos, the, dodos. the taekwondo dodos, the taekwondo dodos. Yeah, which quite is, a character. Yes, honestly, they Characters. they extinct themselves. Yeah. Right in that one scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of funny. 
fine. Yeah, I mean, when Sid spikes the watermelon. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's good. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it got me to laugh out loud, <laughs> which I did not expect to ever do during this movie. Yeah. You know, I would, th- I, I thought, oh, maybe I'll, you know, like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. It's cute yeah. or whatever. But then I was like, I, like, actually, like, yeah. laughed. And I was like, oh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, look around. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think other than, because the opening scene, I the opening of this movie, I, like, genuinely find funny. I just do. I watched it. I still laughed. Uh, but that scene was probably the second laugh I got out of all those. Um, that's just a, it's a good bit. It's just a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did read somewhere that the actors were encouraged to improvise some lines in this movie. That's where the sexy came from. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so I guess they like had the recorded dialogue and then I guess animated around it. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if the... Uh, the gay adoption joke was a Dennis Leary improvised line. Oh, sure. I feel like it What's has the gay to be. adoption joke? What are you talking about? Uh, when uh, Diego first runs into Manny and Sid, and they're and they're like, uh, "This is our baby." Yeah, and like, oh, because Dennis Leary or Diego's like that pink thing is mine. Yeah, and Sid's like, "Actually, it's ours." And uh, yeah, uh, and Dennis Leary says like, "Oh, you adopted because you can't have one of your own." Yeah, um, that has to be Dennis to Leary. Be Dennis sure. Leary. Yeah, I'd love to know like Dennis Leary's opinions on like pronouns or something. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm sure he's <laughs> yeah, got sure lots he's of thoughts. Maybe it's surprising. One. I mean, I don't know. Probably not. No, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of all the renaissances I want out of this cast, he's the least of them. <laughs> oh sure. Because yeah. I want a Romanaissance and I want a Leguizamaissance. So. Well, I feel like Ray Romano he's has had, he's had a little bit of a. Yeah, ever since probably vinyl, right? Like he's been a little more respected. Man, that's a show that I wish didn't get canceled. Yeah, I I don't know if that show was that great, but I thought he was really. I think it could have gone somewhere. That was my feeling, but maybe a couple seasons, like a three season thing. I would have had a good time. But he was good in that and uh, uh, Irishman. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. Hmm? Yeah. Uh yeah, so they. uh, they're they're traveling to half peak, and uh, we as an audience know that uh, Diego is planning uh, an ambush. We Double know cross. That, yeah, we know that he's he and Goran Vizhnik plan to. This uh, is so dope. Uh, All right, they're they're Hispanic saber teeth. All right, that's that's apparently what the deal is. Diego Soto, again, like I think all these people for some reason, all of the animals are like. Uh, uh, ethnic, ethnic, whatever you would call it, right? Which is why I say that Manny's a black Ethnicized. man. Ethnicized. Ethnicized. Yeah. And that's why, for some reason, the saber tooth people are all Hispanic. Even Jack Black, and like this is a this is a stereotype. Being a Mexican, I hear it. I hear that Jack Black is doing the like, hey man, <laughs> hey guy, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. I, that, yeah, I didn't hear it. I just thought I, he I was. I hear it. I hear it. He's doing that that character. He's doing the um. I mean, I don't have, like, a movie version of this. He's doing a Homeboy from Next Friday with no locked doors. Joker. Yeah, he's doing a Joker. <laughs> That's what he's doing. I don't know why. Um, what is Jack Black's character's last name as a, sa- or name in a, as a saber tooth? Zeke. There you go. That's it. My, my uncle, my great uncle's name is Ezekiel. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. That's the size of the whole cast. It's, yeah. That's it's... why Queen Latifah is a mammoth. And Ray Romano's mm. just certified black guy. I don't know why. Yeah. What, it works. What, what's Gordon Vishnick's name? Soto. 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 Yeah, and then Diego. uh Bader's Oscar. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking yeah. knew it. 
Uh, <laughs> but why did they get Dennis Lee? Oh, whatever. <laughs> and Link was... Oh, whatever. Just fuck it. I don't even care. And that's the thing. I don't... I don't even think Dennis Leary gets to do the Dennis Leary thing really in this movie no. very much. No, no, because he's like, like, why cast Dennis Leary if you're not going to get him to do the like, like okay, like here's what I'm like, pissed thing. off about. Yeah, 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 like yeah. a sarcastic, yeah. yeah, yeah, Boston white guy. That's well, yeah. because Ray Romano is doing that bit already. Right. Like again, I don't know why they did. That's why I think he he died in the initial cut. I think there's a cut before the audience screenings where he dies and he stays dead. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, oh, kids don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And then they put him back in at the end. Right. It feels like that kind of ending. Because there's no, there's no question of it. He's just there. Yeah. yeah. He just shows up. He's like, hey. Send me all the way. Oh, boy. Maybe that's a good song. I don't know. Maybe I think, it's... <laughs> it's like a... It's like a good song in the way that, like... Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. It's like a good song. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he does have kind of like a Peter Gabriel world beat kind of vibe to it. Again, look, hey man, don't yuck no one's yum. I'm I'm fine with this song. It It works for this movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In the context of this movie, it's Bob. Yeah, so they... uh, They're... They're making their way to Half Peak. They run into the Taekwondo's. Yep. And I feel like there's one more thing that they encounter. That's uh, the slide. The ice slide. Uh, but, but when's the volcano? That's after the slide, right? E- yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it right before? Because they go down after that? Cause the, the no, I think it's after. Up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it is right before Half, half Peak. Yeah, because I think as the, the movie goes along, like you see that Diego's got some world qualms mm-hmm. about what he's doing, but after the volcano yeah. and Manny saves his life, that's when he's like, "Oh, I sh- oh, right. I don't really yeah. want." And then that. they go into the tunnel. I don't really. No, they go want... in the tunnel and they have the sequence of um, Manny's tribe. Yeah. And I, as another sequence, think that's a great sequence. That's another thing where I go direction wise. Uh, well, like I think it. in walking through the plot, I think we're pretty much there, right? Where they get to the slide. Yeah. I, did we skip over anything? No. No. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> and then we get there. We just gotta send it on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they... I guess we maybe skipped over the... Uh, no, let's breeze through it. The mud bath. <laughs> the, oh, sorry, yes. The mud bath fucking... <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, this... Oh, God. So there's these lady fucking slots, right? Just there. Because, again, if we're going off of the assumption that the fucking Sid was uh-huh. left by slots... Why are these slots there? Where are the rest of the slots? Beside the point. Yeah. There are these feminized slots. And he's running away from Diego because he did something. And he goes to this bath with mud and there's these female slots. And he's just like, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, you're so hot. Oh, God. It's weird as shit because it's a kid's movie. And you're like, why are you doing this, blue sky? And, um, yeah, so the, the sequence doesn't matter. point is that at the end of the sequence, he, he turns around, and he just says sexy to these two lady slots. Sexy. Yeah, exactly. And then he leaves. And then it just, it just put a weird taste in my mouth. I just fucking hated it. I can't stop thinking about it. I really can't. It's like the one thing in the movie that, like, yeah. feels like the type of comedy that's from today that makes me uncomfortable, which is why I'm pretty sure Ligazama, like, uh, improv And they just went, oh, that's gonna be funny for the parents. Yeah. Oh, it's just weird. I don't know. That's about it. 
That's the only thing about that sequence that's notable. Yeah. 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 I, found, I found a clip of that quote. Shexy. Shexy. Yeah. God, Lord. Uh... Have we missed any scrat points? Uh, they do. They cut away to scrat at one point, and then they run into scrat uh, before the the shortcut. Before they go to the cave. Yeah. Because uh, I think we're pretty much there. Like uh, Diego suggests, they find like a shortcut. Because I think Diego's got like a timetable. He knows when his pack is gonna ambush. Mm-hmm. You know, the Manny and Sid and the baby and. Uh, so he suggests a shortcut, but before they get to that cave, they run into Scrat. Yes. And, uh... Just trying to get a nut. Yeah, and, uh, I think they're like, well, uh, have you seen any humans come through it's, here? It's, it's when they, it's, it's when they are at the fire. Okay, this is an embarrassing thing, because this happens after, because Scrat pulls mm-hmm. up with his acorn. Um, I used to think, and this goes into my whole, like, I was raised on movies to a degree that, like, I didn't ask enough questions after mm-hmm. I saw them. Like, um, I'll just say this on the podcast because I think it's funny. I'm, I'm fine being embarrassed by this. Is that I told you about the Bunyans thing. You don't know about the Bunyans. Oh, yeah, story. yeah. Uh, this was years ago. Yeah, yeah. but you, I told you You thought Bunyans were... I, let me, no, let me, let me oh, go, I'll, go I'll tell the story. So I grew up on, like, Rush Hour movies. They're, like, my fucking favorite things in the world. And uh, in Rush Hour 1, uh, Chris Tucker gets his foot stepped on, mm-hmm. and he and it pounds to his shoes, and he goes, Oh, my Bunyans! And as a child, I didn't know what a bunion was. So I thought bunions were the type of shoes he had. So I, until I met like Andrew, Doc Martens. until I until I met Andrew, thought bunions were a style of shoe. So I tell Andrew, he goes, I think you said that you you know might get a bunion or some crap like that. And I said, no, I think I just wore some nice shoes to to work, and you were like, oh, I like your bunions. Oh yeah, that might have been it. That was probably it. <laughs> and then he said, what? And I said, yeah, the shoes, right? And he goes, that's a, that's like your foot. There's a foot sore. And I went, oh, and I told him why I thought that. So connecting this to Ice Age, I watched Ice Age and saw that Scrat took an acorn and took it to a fire and made popcorn. So naturally, I thought that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> for too long, for way too long, like a, an embarrassing amount of time in my life. It didn't take me until I was an adult, but it's a little too long. A little too long, I thought, that that was how you made popcorn, even though I've had popcorn. Uh, maybe I've only had it in bags and already popped, but right. uh, yeah. you used to think that acorns <clears throat> just threw it in the fire, it turned into a popcorn. That was what happened. <laughs> I mean, we don't really know what would happen if you threw an acorn into a fire. It could happen. It could, it could happen. yeah. Can anybody disprove it? Yeah, we can't say definitively <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So right maybe, now. Maybe, so. we're not wrong. maybe we're not wrong here. Yeah. But yeah, they end up in the cave. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they, uh, but they do run into the scrat, and that's where you get the um, the charades scene, or the charades thing. Right. Where oh yeah, because he's trying to tell him that there's saber tooth. There's tigers yeah. around, and then Diego flicks him, and scrat flies through the air. Yeah, flies across the planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think like an avalanche occurs, and they have to go through the cave. Is that also scrat? Because he flicks him? Does he flick him and it causes an avalanche? I don't think so. I think just it just so happens. Right? Wait, okay. Yeah, okay. No, I don't yeah. know if either Scrat or the... Hmm, that's random. I feel like there's a reason for it. I feel like there was a reason for it. but Yeah, so the, they take the shortcut through the cave mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's when uh, they see like the drawings on the wall mm-hmm. and uh, they pass by the flying saucer and the baby right. does the... Uh, Oh, the Vulcan. The Vulcan. Vulcan hand sign. Uh, the Vulcan sign. Yeah. The Which Vulcan, is another case of, like, 
an adult like probably wrote that yeah that joke thinking and i was... i think that that's a funny little thing i have to be honest i think that's a funny little thing i, I saw that I gave a little chuckle maybe that's because i like star trek but yeah, I thought yeah, that was... I like Star Trek too. No, wow. Dan also likes Star Trek. Cool. Yeah, sorry. Yawn. <laughs> Yawn. I'm very tired. Sorry, <laughs> I have to explain. I'm low energy. Yeah, it might be one in the morning at the time of recording. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're almost there. We're almost to the end of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah they they go through this cave, and uh, that's when uh, we see drawings on the wall, it's a and sequence. we uh, legendary man sequence, iconic. Me staring at the the drawings, and it kind of. Uh, we see like Manny's past kind of unfold. All show, these, no tell. Yeah, and it does a thing, which is pretty good. Actually, it does a thing that I really liked, where it shows that uh, Manny is separated from his pack as a child, and it doesn't say anything. We just immediately understand why the baby is that important to him, mm-hmm. and they don't say anything, and until this very moment, twenty. One years, I always thought that uh, that that was Manny's wife and child. Not that Manny was the baby. I always thought that was no, Manny's. Uh... It's Manny. That's why he's just by himself, and he thinks everyone is extinct. Wow, I always interpreted that as that was Manny's like wife and son. No, but that does does make sense. Yeah, because I would say that in the subsequent films, it's never brought up, and it makes more sense that he's been separated from his pack like everybody else. Understand, like everybody in the movie has been separated from the pack. The baby, Diego, Sid, and they find their own pack, and that's how the that's again the theme is fa- found family and fatherhood. That's the thing. That's why when the mom is gone, the baby's mom, the yeah. only humans you ever see again are men. You'll never see men again. Mm. And that just reminded me of my funniest point at the end of the movie. There's <clears> a thing at the end of the movie that's so funny, so funny to me. But I'll, I'll hold off on it. You save it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I always thought that was like his wife and child because when the the if the shot fades from the like the little baby to the the baby like f- falling on Manny's trunk, so I thought that was him like kind of finding his child all over again. No, because then I would ask like what happened to the mom, and then what happened to the rest of the pack that escaped. Because again, it just makes well the sense. boulder got tossed on them from the cliff. Well, then why why isn't he dead? Because he was off fighting the rest in the drawing, he was yeah. the he was off fighting the rest of the hunters. I guess it implied to me that like that that's why I think to me it made more sense of the last thing we see and then cutting too many. Yeah, it made more sense. That well, I think we're just arguing semantics here. Yeah, I think but, I think uh, the baby's Manny, but yeah. Either way, though, I, it, it still translates the right message. It's translating exactly what I think. Yeah, it's trying to say without saying anything. Uh. Yeah, so then they uh, they you know work their way through the uh, the tunnel. Then they get out, and then the volcano erupts, and Manny saves Diego's life, uh, which makes Diego you know have a change of heart, and he eventually confesses to them that there's an ambush waiting for them. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, so because that they're aware that there's an ambush waiting for them, they off-camera concoct this plan to outsmart the pack and mm-hmm. uh, use uh, Sid as bait and the baby as bait, but they have a decoy baby. Yeah. Yeah. Decoy baby. Oh, uh, so that that's basically the last scene of the movie, right? Where 
Well, not really, but it's like close to the end. Yeah, where it's the climax. It's 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 Sid doing it's the the big final end. battle where the the pack attacks are you know and are... Soto dies gruesomely. <laughs> Soto is impaled by multiple icicles. By a big icicle. By yeah. multiple icicles. There's like a couple of them that fall. And yeah. Just like every cuts away and goes, you know. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so at first, Manny and Sid are pretty upset when they learn that Diego is double-crossing them, but they, you know. Yeah. Diego just basically says, I'm your only chance, and then it cuts away, and then we basically assume that they're going to work yeah, together. They work uh, out. Work it out, okay. So they do. Soto, uh, uh, at the, like the last minute, realizes that Diego is ready to save the, you know, save Manny and... Uh, Sid and they have to fight it out. Yeah. Uh, and Diego gets seriously injured. Not seriously enough. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then in the fight, that's when uh, Soto gets uh, impaled by the icicles. Yes. Dies. Gruesome. Dead. Yeah. Dead as shit. No more Vizhnik. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was really hoping for the Gorn Vizhnik yeah. animated uh, franchise. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, then, uh, they return the baby yeah, so to the... they're in the past. The, yeah. And I have a, I have a comment on this, because it's okay. so confusing to me. Is that, so you have Manny comes up to the guy, to the dad, mm-hmm. and he, he has the baby on his back, but the dad can't see the baby. Yeah. So he, the, the guy, I mean, understandably, like, the man is approaching him, and he has, like, the fucking spear. But then, like, Manny's, like, reaching with his, with his trunk, snout, his trunk. Over the, his back, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, like, oh my god, like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna reach, like, what are you yeah. gonna get? And then Manny like pulls the spear away, and he goes and he gets it again. And in my head, I'm just thinking, like, do you think he has a gun? Like, he might what have pulled you, out a gun. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's gonna pull the fucking blicky out and fucking kill you. Like, what do you think he's gonna do to you? Because like in my head, I'm like, what did they, what are they translating to me that Manny's supposed to have? Yeah, that he'd be scared of, or maybe like, they thought Manny was gonna slowly slap him. I thought about that too, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but again, it's just—it's one of those things where I was just so confused. I was like, "What do you think he's gonna get the blicky on him? Like he's gonna pull it out and just fucking kill you?" It was so confusing. I just—I kept thinking about that. I was laughing the whole time because I was like, at a certain point, oh, what do you think he's got? <laughs> What's gonna happen? But yeah, then he hands him a baby, and all is well. I mean, you know, they. Yeah, and it ends. And then, yeah. And then Diego shows up. Yeah. Yeah, they return the baby, and we learn that Diego did not get killed. He's alive and well. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. And they play Rusted Root again. Oh, boy. Simi, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sit up on the way. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, you know what? I was very prepared to... To be like way more negative on this movie. It's, again, it's not a bad movie. Like I can't even. I can't. I can hate on it for like things that I don't really think are like particularly important. You know, which I guess I mentioned. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not that funny. No. No, but it's enjoyable. Like but it's, it's. It's not a fucking like one. It's not a slog. It's not. Not. No. It's not fucking being it's, like eighty five minutes. It's eighty five minutes. Super. It's super fast. To yeah. Get through. In any movie that makes like my son laugh as much as it does, I can't hate on it that much. Yeah. Like he loves John Leguizamo's uh, voice. Uh, I was gonna, I was totally ready to go C plus on this movie. I think I'm gonna go B minus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would probably 
I'd give it a B, B minus two. I, I, I legitimately, I think it'd be, it's a B. It's a B. Because if I'm ranking it in what it is, it's a, it's just fucking B. It's just, it's too, it's very, because having watched second and third, mm-hmm. there are way, there are way too much fucking plot. Way too yeah. much plot, way too much fucking random It gets size. way worse as it goes it's along. It's just weird, like, how much they lose the simplicity of this movie in the sequels. Oh, um, I mean, because the best stuff in this movie is not when it's, like, advancing the plot or anything, when it's yeah. just kind of them just, like, milling around. And I know? think that they really misfired with the future ones, because they think that they just, like, oh, we'll just make them do things. And it's like, no, it's not exactly it. You need, like, a reason for us to give a shit. But, like, yeah. in this movie, like, yeah, the... The, the backstory and, like, the character motivations work. They just all work. Even shitty fucking Sid. Sid's a piece of shit. But even him. Even him. Even Scrat! I understand what Scrat wants. He wants his nut mm-hmm. stored for the winter. He wants his nut in a hole. Understandable. And if you take out the Scrat stuff, uh, this movie, if you were to take that out, this movie, movie would only be, like, 60 minutes long. <laughs> I mean, I would... Maybe it could I was, be a little longer than that. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Because I was going to say that the Scrat stuff is the least out of all of the movies. Because they realize, oh, people love Scrat. Yeah, Kids love yeah. Scrat. So they're yeah. putting him in. They made him more of a plot thing. And, and the right. fucking third one, he's he just has his own subplot. Like a straight yeah. subplot with a character and everything. And it just turns into like, why don't you just make him part of the team at this point? Like, just fucking put him in the movie. Because every time we cut away, I'm watching him with Lady Squirrel. And I'm just like, dude, like, just put him in the movie. Make him... At this point, I thought, because again, Scrat is the Lord and Savior, reincarnated as a squirrel. I thought that by the third movie, he would be like either the pro- the antagonist or just one of the protagonists. But because he's always causing the fucking problems. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. they don't do that. So in this movie, I was, it was just nice because he's just like a little aside. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy who's there and he starts the plot and he doesn't particularly advance it at all. And that's really all you needed him for. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't ever get annoying, you know, to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just have a sweet spot for this guy, but yeah, I just I just like scrap. I just like scrap. Yeah, people love scrap. Yeah, but I, I'd give it a B, Dan. Uh, I, I'll be the low, the low man. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Uh, I'll say C plus. Uh, <laughs> I think I ha- I have the misfortune of not having seen this movie until I was 35 years old (laughs) and also not ever at any point in my life being the target audience for this movie because you know I was 14 when this came out and they weren't this wasn't really this movie was marketed to children and then like Boomers, I guess. Like um, clearly Romano. written by Boomers. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Very, Ray very Romano very and Dennis Leary, and it's yeah. like okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that being said, I I found it to be like fairly yeah. charming. You know, that's it's, really all it needs to be. Eighty-five yeah. minutes long. Yeah, I yeah. I can't. Yeah, really, any movie that's eighty-five minutes long, I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, it's what? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. there in eighty-five minutes, you're never really gonna linger on anything too long. So right. if there's something unpleasant, it just goes through. You know, it's like okay, well, I like it. Here's here's the test: is like, would I watch this again? Yeah, yeah. If you put it on, and yeah. like, <laughs> and I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, I'll probably are. have you're, to you're, watch you're tomorrow. I'll probably have to watch tomorrow morning. Yeah, you're damned for this for a minute. <laughs> So, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But if somebody was like, hey, let's watch Ice Age. I've seen it a lot. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's watch Ice Age. I'll watch Ice Age right now. <laughs> but that's really it. That's all that I think it needs is, like, if it's not 
damned for the rest of eternity to movies I'll never see again. Yeah. Then that's fine. And hey, it's got Goran Vizhnik. It does. Hey, Vizhnik heads. Yeah. And I mean... I would I would love to see a movie of this cast reunited, but like live action. That's what I want. I want Ray Romano and Leguizamo, and I could take Dennis Leary out. Um, and I would just want them in a movie together. That's really what I want. I need the Romano-sans, Leguizamo-sans to be connected in them having a movie together. Yeah. Like a very serious film that I, have, I don't know what it would be about, but that's what I need. I need that in my life. Yeah. So, so that's what we thought of this movie. Yeah. What do we think critics thought? If we had to guess the tomato score, uh, Dan normally is the one that yeah, moderates this trivia, but I don't think you have your phone out right now, right? Uh, no, I'll do it. I got it pulled there. up. Okay. Um, Rotten Tomato score for this movie? Yeah. Like, what do you think critics thought of this in general back then? Uh, I'm going to say this movie is... Can I, can I do two variants here? Okay. A low and a high? Sure. Because it's no higher and no lower than these. Ah, uh, maybe. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll say it. So it's either low end, 56%. High mm-hmm. end, it's no higher than 72. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. What? I, I haven't looked it up yet, so I can make a guess. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, I, I was going to say 78. Okay. Man, I was thinking higher. I was going to say like 80. Oh. No, uh, eighty-two was my next number. I was gonna say eighty because I, I remember Ebert liked it, and that's all. That's generally my barometer. For, yeah, especially for back this then. time period. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's check it out. All right. The Rotten Tomatoes score for Ice Age from two thousand two. Uh, one more time on your guess. I said it was lowest fifty-six, highest seventy-two. And what did you say? Seventy-eight. Seventy-seven. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was pretty high. That's nice. I do remember, like, the reviews being, like, basically saying, like, oh, it's too similar to Monsters, Inc. and Shrek, like, because it had a baby and yeah. it was about, like, a mismatched duo or whatever. Yeah. And, in, and in, in that respect, yeah, I guess Monsters, Inc. makes more sense because they don't have three guys because two of them are the same guy. They have two guys in Monsters, Inc. and they, they're just not. Yeah. They're just different from each other. Right. Which, is, which I guess makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. So the critics liked this movie, didn't love it, but... Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, that rating is higher than I thought critics would give it, because I think the critics would be more cynical about it, and, mm. you know... Oh, I mean, this is not a movie that's meant to appeal to, to the film. Yeah. Critic. To that's the kino, to the kino lovers. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Um... Oh, you know what? Let me do the cinema score real quick. This is audience scores. Dan, what do you think? A. I would say A for sure. Uh, do you know what the cinema score is, Isaiah? No, I don't. I would say... Uh, these are audience, like, Oh, I know polls. what cinema score is. I mean, oh, okay. I know what this cinema score is. Um, <laughs> It'd be weird if you did. I'm going to just say B. I'm going to say it's a B. Well, as we've noted on previous episodes, the... Cinema score is always like very high, very high. It's it's always like a full letter grade higher than you might think. <clears throat> yeah, right. and it is an A. Awesome, yeah. great, Cause, perfect. Because people love this movie. I hope so. Um, well, audiences, anyways. Can can you just for me? Can you just yeah. tell me what the subsequent two and three got in Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Because I watched those movies, and I would say that two, 
two was like such a like a terrible drop off from the first one. Is that one. Continental Drift or is that three? That's the meltdown. The meltdown. Continental is the Drift is one. four. Oh. And then Dawn of the Dinosaurs is three. Okay. So the thing is, is that Ice Age two turns into it's like post Madagascar. So there's musical numbers, and they're trying to get the kids to dance and crap. And also the plot is very much like just very decentralized like you know every plot in ice age one had to do with the story and all the scratch stuff was ancillary like i had nothing they they didn't and they cut away from it it wasn't to further the plot so in this in the next movie and then the subsequent ones too they just they put too much plot that's like separate from the characters being connected mm-hmm. and like it's also just not anywhere near is like funny and like it's just like i don't know it's all the magic is gone like all that stuff that we just said we kind of enjoy about it being sincere and stuff it's just not really there it's really weird um and also there's just like i mean the only sequences in the second movie funny enough are the scrap things because like scrat at the end of the second one is like sacrificed like jesus and he goes to heaven and everything again they have good some fun ideas but like uh yeah the <laughs> the third movies they're just yeah, they're just a huge drop-off. What's the... Uh, so the Meltdown uh, is at 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. That makes sense, yeah. Dawn of the Dinosaur is at 46. Oh, boy. Continental Drift at 37. God damn. And Collision Course is at 18. Wow. wow. So it's just... And you watched Collision Course. I don't think I watched all of that one. Oh. I think I might have caught a couple of moments, but... Okay. I think the one I watched... The sequel I watched the most of was Continental Drift, which I think is the one with uh, Peter Dinklage as the the pirate. Pirate. So yeah. if that if that decline is continues and then they make a sixth one, <laughs> it could be at zero. It could be at zero percent. We could get a genuine zero percent <laughs> movie. Well, I think the the Buck Wild one. That's the straight to Disney Plus one with. Uh, Simon Pegg. Um, Simon Pegg was very poorly reviewed. That's a nineteen percent. Wow! So one percent above. Higher. The little higher. It's, it's an improvement. Yeah. yeah, it's an improvement. Hey, they're digging themselves out of that hole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say skip the Blu-ray box set when the, the trilogy comes out uh, on Blu-ray. I know you were looking for it, Dan, but maybe just skip it. Oh, there's a five-pack out there. Yeah, 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 but I think, you know, I think you could probably skip it. The, the, the second and the third one, you get, you know, you get Lady Squirrel, yeah. and uh, it's just, you know, ah, God, it, it's disappointing. It's just, it's just disheartening to watch the, the movies, you know, your boys slowly degrade into to nothing. You know, like, third one's like, Diego's getting old, Yeah. and he can't hunt. Well, Diego meets J-Lo in the fourth one. And they get together, yeah. Holy shit. Wait, J-Lo? Yeah, J-Lo. So they're Mexican. Is she a saber tooth? Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Why did you cast Dennis Leary? (laughs) I don't get it. The least Mexican guy you could possibly Like, you guys are confirming every time, like, yes, the mammoths are black, which is why they're going extinct, because (laughs) obviously... And then you have the 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 homies being the saber tooth, and you're like, what? Wh- one why? I don't know why. If I like, God, I gotta talk to the homies about this, cause like I'm just trying to figure out why the saber tooth people are 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 coded as being Hispanic. Because Dennis Leary's the honorary is the yeah. honor honorary Hispanic guy. Yeah, this is right. I mean, I'll I mean I'll go to Ray Romano's house right now, tell him he's black. I mean, I'll be totally honest. Dude, guess it. What I, I, uh, what, I was gonna try and do it. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Ray Romano Russian. 
Is that me showing up at his house yeah. and just giving him his giving him his card? Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't. That was gonna be my Ray Romano. Come, 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 come I feel like most people up. when they do Ray Romano, they just do like Kermit the Frog, but like a little that's what slower. I would say. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. pretty. That's a pretty good. Character. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I have Ray Romano <laughs> in my bag. Of, no. Yeah, uh, in your bag, bag of tricks. But you got rusted root. Simeon Boy. Speaking uh, of sending, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. I'll probably listen to that song on the way home. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we're very close to being done with this episode. I'll, I'll have everybody out of here by 1:30. I promise. But we got to do a little bit of trivia. Okay. Tiny bit of trivia. A little bit of trivia. Little bitty trivia. The topic Trademark. for this is uh, computer animated movies from the early 2000s. So the early days of computer animation that's what uh, that means, yes. when most like studios were kind of starting to get into this uh so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna describe uh a computer animated movie and you tell me what it is uh okay so i'm gonna describe it and then i'll say name that movie you have to wait for me to finish the question and i'll say name that movie and then you buzz in and the the way you buzz in is you say your name Okay, I'll try to remember that. Well, you don't have a buzzer. You just say Isaiah. I gotta. Well, yeah, I gotta remember my name. Yeah. So it's a big deal. You're asking me a lot. There's a lot of steps yeah. here. So I got ten. I did a few more questions than normal because I thought we were gonna have one more person. But, right. But I think this will make it a little more interesting. I do think that you're probably gonna cream Dan on this one. I get to cream Dan. <laughs> Cause, like I usually right. do pretty well on the trip. Well, but. I don't know. That's just my guess because you. Yeah, yeah. This is not. I, this is not my. I'm looking at all these movies. I haven't seen a single one of them, which <laughs> yeah. makes me think you probably haven't seen any of them. <laughs> yeah, because we've seen the most of them. Okay. Because right, we were adults let's when go. these movies came out, yeah. but you weren't. So I mean, apparently the odds are stacked we'll against me here. Yeah. I was old enough to hear John Leguizamo say "sexy." So. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. All right. So question number one. This animated comedy, loosely based on a comic strip of the same, na- same name, features a raccoon named RJ, voiced by Bruce Willis. Isaiah. Over Isaiah. the Hedge. Over the Hedge is correct. <laughs> yeah. No chance. I may as well go home now. <laughs> I knew, like, you probably, I guarantee you've seen all these movies. I might have, yeah. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to have forgot about all these fucking things. <laughs> I, okay, and here's another thing. I tried to pick movies that uh, aren't like super well remembered. That I remember the shit out of Over the Hedge. Steve Carell was the squirrel. There you go. This is like this is like a professional sports team playing like a, a <laughs> peewee. Like a if Michael if Michael was here, it would be it would be a bit. It would be. I, it would I be was thinking of. if Michael was here that it would have been a contest between you and him. Yeah, probably. But with you two, I don't. <laughs> it's just it might just be. Naming I can't shit. see you. It might just be naming shit for me. You just like. But I still want to. Who knows? Let's it. see. Let's see. We'll, I still we'll want to get through all the questions. I think I think Dan's got some. Okay. This adventure comedy okay. takes place. Mostly in a sewer, and features a sinister toad. Okay, all right. Yeah, voiced go. by Ian McKellen. All right, Isaiah. Isaiah. It's flushed away. It's flushed away. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dude. All yeah. right. So yep. that's two for Isaiah, zero for Dan. Yep. <laughs> you I don't have to point out that I have zero. Let's wait till at least get on the board, and then you can give my. You score. might have a shot with this one. Okay. This, this third question. Okay. 
This animated sports comedy, directed by Christopher Reeve, features a talking baseball voiced by Rob Reiner. Oh, shit. Oh, it's... Oh, oh um, uh, Isaiah. Isaiah. The hero. That is a word in the title? Is it my hero? Getting closer. Fuck. God damn it. Any thoughts? No. All right. Um, shit. Um, is it your hero? I'll give you half a point. Okay, fuck it. It's yeah, uh, everybody's hero. Or, I'm sorry, everyone's hero. That's a bad title. What the fuck? That's a uh, shitty title. Which is a movie I've remembered since the trailer because uh, there was that part where Rob Reiner like is the baseball and he's like hitting the ground. And he's like, my butt, my face, my butt, my face. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah never I knew that, about that. That yeah. movie was like directed by Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I didn't That's either. Like the, really the Christopher I also Reeve. don't remember strange. anything about that movie. I just do remember that bit, and I know that like that's that bit slapped as a kid. That bit slapped, man. <laughs> I laughed. Yeah. Two, all right, two and a half points for Isaiah. There we go. Question number four. This comedy features a group of farm animals, including a cow right. voiced by Wanda Sykes okay. and a bull yeah. voiced by Sam Elliott. I know... I think I know Come that on. movie. Dude, dude, don't make Name that up. movie. Dan. Dan. Home on the Range? God damn it. Isaiah. Isaiah. It's Barnyard. It's Barnyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, Dan. All right. Sorry. Oh. Number five. This film tells the story of a ten-year-old boy who gets shrunk by a wizard ant. Oh, this movie sucks. Name that movie. Oh, it's, um... Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah, um... It's, um, is it like fucking Adam of the Ants? What is it called? Mm-mm. It's fucking. Mm-mm. I think you're, you're, uh, merging a couple different movies, I think. You're probably. It's, it's like. I'll read it one more time. This film tells the story of a 10 year old boy who yeah. gets shrunk by a wizard ant. And I will add this. The wizard ant is voiced by Nicolas Cage. Yeah, no, I, I remember this. I know, the fuck I, is no, this? No, I know what movie this is, and it's fucked up, because I never watched it. I just know what the fucking... I know what the... I, I don't remember the title. I can't remember the title. All right, it's The Ant Bully. Fuck! Oh. I... Uh, yeah. God damn it. I, so, like, when you say all these, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know they're, like, DVD covers. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm going off yeah. of. Those. Like, you, Dan, and I, we saw these posters at the yeah. time. We saw the trailers. We never would... No. Consider seeing these no. movies. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I actually haven't. I haven't seen Everybody's Hero or Everyone's Hero. I haven't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see Barnyard. I did see Flushed Away. I still have those on DVD. Mm-hmm. Back home, still sitting in there. But yeah, I mean, some mm-hmm. of these I just know because again, it's a zeitgeist. I was just I was a kid. I was watching yeah. TV. Get home, watch this movie. I was like, it's yeah. dumb. Question number six. Okay. This film. This, this one might be a trick question. This film is about a young lion who was raised in captivity that is accidentally taken from the New York Zoo and placed in Africa. Meanwhile, the friends he left behind at the zoo must put aside their differences to help him bring him home safely. This movie features an anaconda voiced by Richard Kind. I mean, okay, Isaiah. Isaiah. So this is a trick question, which means it can't be Madagascar. What's your what's your answer? Anaconda voiced by Richard Kind. 
It's cool. It's a cool character. Mm-hmm. So I actually have seen Madagascar. Yeah, yeah we saw it, Madagascar. But, it, but it's not Madagascar. It's not. Let's hear what you have to say. Um. Oh my god. I have oh a my guess. god. Oh my god. Oh, oh name that movie. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, oh, shit, Dan, try and you can try and take it because I do. Rem- I'm getting, gl- I'm getting flashbacks of this. Dan, yeah. Is it Madagascar Two: Escape to Africa? No, no. It's I. Oh fuck. Uh, here's oh. what I'll say about all these movies. They are from the early to mid 2000s. So yeah. I think like 2001, 2006. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I'm never gonna remember the name of this movie. I know. I've seen. I've seen the trailer in my head. Well, let me know when you give up. I'm giving up because I'm. It's gonna take. Uh, it's called The Wild. Ah. Oh! With uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Fuck. Oh, oh. God damn it. Uh, very much a Madagascar ripoff. It was. It was. A, it was one of those post movies that they yeah. try and get you to go take your kid to. Yeah. I remember because I was like, "This is a fucking Madagascar. <laughs> this is not what I wanted." Uh, number seven. This film. Uh, this is the first film produced and released by Sony Pictures Animation. And features a grizzly bear voiced oh. by Martin Lawrence. It's um, uh, motherfucker. Um, it's um. Name that movie. It's God, and, and the, the elk is voiced by Ashton Kutcher. Um, yeah. Ah! Ah! Fuck! God damn it, I wish Mike was here. I mean, Dan can still come I... in from behind. No, I can't. If you can, well, I mean, if you can get the, the rest of the questions. I'm sure, no problem. This movie, which I <laughs> sort of remember, but do not remember the name of. Uh, I'm going way back for a lot of these. These are yeah. <laughs> these are obscure. Yeah, but oh man, the name of the I'm looking at the I'm oh my god, I'm looking at the like DVD cover and I and it's like it's not cabin, it's like um it's like motherfucker. It's um oh, this is going to kill me cuz I should it starts with an O. There's an O in there. That's true. Um, yeah. That's right. Uh out 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 of the wild? No. Oh no! Hold on. Um, Two more seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, oh, open. Open range. No. That's, oh, a, that's with Kevin Costner. Right. That's the one. <laughs> Shit. All right. Uh, it's called Open Season. season. Fuck. God damn it. Open Season. Action oh, picture. Shit. Uh, I wish one, it was open range. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, know, one, like, that one felt bad. I got to be honest. I watched that movie. I've watched the movie a decent amount of times back when I was a kid. You know, they call that a decade. <laughs> Shit, that <laughs> sticks in my crawl. <laughs> uh, open range is kind of good. I do re- really want to rewatch Open Range. I think I, I think yeah. All right, question number eight. This fantasy adventure film features some live action scenes. The plot involves. Small elf-like creatures. It was directed by Luke Besson, and has a voice cast that includes Madonna, Robert De Niro, David Bowie, and Snoop Dogg. It was a Luke Besson movie. Mm-hmm. Animated elf creatures. Sure. Luke Besson movie, so it sucks. <laughs> uh. This is this is a movie that I hope I never see in my entire. Hold on, wait life. a minute. And this is this is in the early two thousands. Okay, here's another hint. Okay. Every movie I've uh, included so far in this trivia, including this movie, came out in the year 2006. Year. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a uh, I, I, think I, I think I remember even noting on my 2006 list that it was a bad year for movies. Yeah. 
Wait a minute. Elf characters, like small elf characters. Some a of small elf-like uh, race. I vaguely, yeah, yeah I remember this. I If you're like me, you're it. like, oh, this is never something I have <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, I couldn't oh, tell you the name of this. Oh, oh, and the fucking, the poster is like, it's, oh. All right, I'll name one more actor. Okay. Uh, and I said that, that there were, like, live-action scenes in this movie. This character was in both the animated and live-action stuff. Freddie Highmore. Oh. Um. Oh, what's fucked up is I remember the poster and I'm, like, looking at it. I'll like, give you one more hint. Okay. Fine. When you said that the ant bully might have been called Adam and the Ants... <laughs> You were, oh, it's Adam. Um, you uh, were on the right track. Yeah, it's um, it's it's uh, uh, I remember the poster because the poster was a guy reaching for a thing, and uh, uh, is it like is it also like an AD thing? Is it like something AD or something BC or mm, something like that? No. Am I thinking of another animated film that looks exactly like this? Um, fuck it, no, I don't remember this. Don't it's remember this. Uh, Arthur the in the Invisibles. Oh! Oh man, I hate myself. Man, I'm fuck. I'm I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up bad, dude. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I had this to can, and I realized that I just don't remember the names of any of these things. <laughs> if if I weren't the one asking the questions, I also would not get any of these. Yeah, no, because I I do remember. Um, wow, I did get that mixed up with the Ampoli though. Mm-hmm. So these next two are a little older, so you might have a shot. Right. A little older, buddy. So yeah. Uh, this was the first. Nickelodeon film to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Who said I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Dan. Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Boy Genius. It's Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Very good. Nominated for Best (laughs) Animated Picture. Yeah, well, because I recently saw this clip on Twitter. Uh, like literally the other day. Was it like the, the animation? And, and, and they have nominated for it. Yeah, Oscar. and it's like Jimmy Neutron in the in the crowd yeah. along with Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember like, that. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, well, this is the last question. Uh, I don't think I don't know if you have a chance of coming up from behind, but you have <laughs> a chance so. of getting at least two points. I think Isaiah is at least two and a half points. I'm a so I don't but think it, it really topped out there, and then we yeah. just went down from there. Okay. So for this one, if you want full credit, you must give me the full title. Okay. This uh, was a 2002 film. Okay. And once you learn what it is, you're going to be bummed out, Dan, that we have to watch it at some point. (laughs) This feature-length film is based on a popular video series. This animated Christian musical features characters with names such as Larry the Cucumber and Bob the Tomato. Now I need the full correct title. Yeah, because it's not just it's not just Veggie Tales. It's Veggie Tales, fucking Curse of the Jesus Christ <laughs> or some shit. Uh, I don't know, man. Veggie Tales, March of the Messiah. That's what I'm giving it. Veggie Tales, March of the Messiah. Yes. Uh, is it just like a Veggie Tales movie? The Veggie Tales movie. Any, that's not correct. What is but the? If, what is the? Can you give us some notes on the plot? And I've never seen it. Okay. I don't know. Alrighty then. I read enough to know. Like, it's Veggie Tales. There's a character named Bob the Tomato. Arc Arc of the Covenant. All right. I don't think anybody's gonna get this one. It's called Jonah. 
A Veggie Tales movie. What the fuck? Mm. I knew, I knew it was a Veggie Tales like Veggie Tales movie. Blank a Veggie Tales movie. Blank a Veggie Tales mm-hmm. movie. I I would not have in a million years, I, even if I were, even if we were middle of the day and I got a great <laughs> night's sleep, and, and I, I were, I never would have gotten drunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did like write these questions, uh, thinking there was like another person here that might. Yeah, Micah might have Micah might have been able to. I'm gonna to, say he would have got the Ant Bully and Arthur the Invisibles. Maybe not, but man, this bums me out. I was trying to figure out if you guys were gonna have to watch the Bionicle movie that came out in 2003. Yeah, I was so excited for you because I was gonna watch well, it. Well, we only do theatrical <laughs> films, so uh, that I think got released in one theater. I think so. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's our discussion on Ice Age, and we talk about some other computer-animated films. Uh, We'll be back on our next episode with our discussion on Resident Evil. Wait, Mm -hmm. wait, 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 what? Mm -hmm. Resident Evil's the very next episode. Oh, I think uh, think me and Micah have a a discussion about this. (laughs) About Resident Evil? I think me think me and... (laughs) You guys are going to start your own podcast and cover Resident Evil? (laughs) No, I think... uh, think Well, we we might invade you. We might invade your podcast. We might might have to invade uh, you. Well, we're recording that in a, a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ain't got time. Pretty to watch soon, Resident Evil, and all the subsequent Resident Evil. <laughs> I'm probably gonna be like really tired for that one too, because it's like the day after I move. So <laughs> that's great. Well, then you're gonna need some extra help. You're gonna need me and Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, it's gonna be after two days of moving, and then I have to go to work, and then I'm coming here to record the <laughs> podcast. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's our next episode, the big Resident Evil episode. Big Resident Evil episode. And then after that, we got Showtime. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Sure. Can't wait to talk Showtime. Can talk Showtime. Talk Showtime. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Showtime? Is Showtime um, the movie with uh, Eddie Murphy? And yes. Robert and Robert De Niro. De Niro. Yeah. yeah. You don't know if what's funny about that is I, I was asked to write a script for the, the costume designer for that movie. Really? Re- like, like, literally very recently. <laughs> wow. Because he, he brought that movie up and I had forgotten about it. And he goes, yeah, it was with Eddie Murphy, Robert De Niro. You remember this movie? I was like, uh... And then, yeah. With William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah, it's really random, but that is the movie that he was talking about. And I went, oh, right. Yeah, I guess I do remember this. Which is funny. Uh, Do you have anything to plug? Anything to plug? Um, I mean, not, I mean, not, not particularly, no. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, if you could spell films, etc. on, on Instagram and YouTube, you guys can do that. And we put out music videos and, uh, I guess do a bunch of video work for, brands and stuff but that's a much lesser thing uh we shot a movie don't know if it'll ever come out dan is in the movie i am dan is in the movie um and as soon as audio issues get all worked out maybe that'll get released or not if i just think it's bad but who knows uh that's about it that's it i don't know yeah. very good yeah dan anything to plug uh uh, your bedtime my bed yeah. yeah my bed hey check it out folks i'm about to go check it out yeah uh well yeah this was uh this was a, a long one um and we recorded pretty late mm-hmm. yeah, but, sorry uh, for the yawns mm-hmm. yeah there there's more yawns than normal so yeah. i do i do apologize for that as the main uh the main source of, of yawns, yawns. Yeah. uh but yeah thank you so much for listening go watch ice age 
Yeah, why not? Ice Age is honestly not not that bad. One of the better movies we've watched on the Odyssey so far. I gotta throw it in my updated list, but yeah, it'll be pretty pretty high. Yeah, Yeah. so far. I mean, higher than Harrison's Flowers, higher than Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Wait a minute. (laughs) That was like our third episode, Kung Uh, Pao. (laughs) Also, I did, I forgot to mention this at the top. Uh, This is our 25th proper episode of this show. So happy 25th. Happy 25th. Episode. 25 episodes. If we count the bonus episodes, it's more like 40, I think, but... That's a lot of bonus episodes, I guess. But uh, as far as the proper Odyssey episodes, this is 25. Alright. So we did it. Congratulations. We made it to at least 25. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) We're we're gonna, yeah. (laughs) We're extending it on the way. Oh boy. (laughs) All right, well, thank you for listening, everybody, and uh, have a great day. Bye-bye. Or night. Have a great life. That's my new... Don't do that. That's not... We're not not moving forward with that send-off. That's my new sign-off. Have a great day. Have a great day. You know, sometimes I watch, like, a YouTube video, like, YouTube videos or whatever, and they do, and they're like, there's this one, like, video game guy that occasionally watches, just says, like, video game information and he's like he ends a lot of his videos with and i hope you have an awesome day and like <laughs> like you know in like the youtuber voice and i'm just like that is a weak sign <laughs> off that really sounds weird, bad right? <laughs> yeah just i mean you just add you just tell people not to you know try not to end up in 2002 yeah <laughs> that's really all you got to do or you just say Oh my way. Yeah. Or you can just play that music out. You can just outro. Like as we're talking, just <laughs> start to risk, slowly risk copyright. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's you know better than have a great day. Would that really trigger any copyright? On Spotify, uh, no. On Spot. Well, if it's I, just the outro of the thing, you wouldn't play the whole song. You see. Uh, I mean, us saying. Oh my way. Oh no. Oh no. I no. Wrote, Unless yeah. we're just on pitch. We're on pitch, man. <laughs> yeah. We could do it. All right. Good night. Thank you very much and goodbye. Adios. Adios.